1: Love Talks Radio. What you could see,
2: isn't it? One man crazy, three very same spectators. Uh-huh. If you're stripping, you stripping to get through college, instead of Gucci shoes, yeah. spend a few on so the knowledge, you need to know the ledge. This is not the time for blowing bread. So it's said, you are now rocking with the best. You know it's red. You know it's blue. Yeah. We wishing you the best. You know it's true. Out of murky waters, the lotus grew. Out of murky waters, the lotus grew. Yeah. 50 cents soda blue. Look at what we're doing with the knowledge. We're developing a cyber college. Yeah. Building a machine with these cyber dollars. We brought you the highest, greatest scholars. To water your mind with alkalized seeds of knowledge To resurrect the lost city In the sea of knowledge I'm from the Brooklyn Zoo With a yeah. sign red Don't feed the scholars nah. Know the ledge Every Tuesday and Friday At yep. least two hours Broadcasting from right. round zero Superheroes The new Twin Towers Red and the blue The new Jack Bowers 24 hours of more power Motep Islam Peace out the low. Welcome home no, a man nah. should have all of that power. Return to the superhead rules in this age whoop. of waterbury. We in the matrix, autostereic, hydroplaning down the information highway, hanging out the window, shooting at the agent sideways. 9pm Tuesdays to Fridays. It's Tuesday. If you're coming at it sideways. Stay did it in my way The good doctor Sinatra I'm Bojangles, the fallen angel The church of Satan When we gonna see the church debating The earth's awaiting Meanwhile, back at the ranch The earth is shaking We burn nation We percolating We easy to swallow The information is hard as hell. The pills is in circulation The Impersonations, hard to tell The slurps is hating Somebody go right, tell wrong about Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. I bring my life to the table, yeah. I bring my wife to the table. Yeah. I bring health, wealth, knowledge and self to the table. Yeah. I bring no-led TV to the table, yeah. conscious Table I bring no-ledge radio to the table, conscious radio, conscious Wikipedia. I bring DVDs, books, no-ledge media to the table, killing fables, I'm to the families of the royals. I bring King County to the table, the Royalty, the melanated clock gables, social coach. To the tables To superhead rules To the tables I bring seven heaven seat balls To the tables So Table. gold water to the tables Red and blue the pick daddy cane, Ready, willing, and able To walk you through my tables. Full link tables, Back from the future Like Bishop and Cable To introduce the freshmen To the X-Men And all of their candy excellent No question, class is a session Report to the chat room, pin and pat hand You want to be there early and beat the caravan People storm in the gate to get a plate Them lines packed like the happy land Either open up with the latest cuts Or them rat tools, they're bought by the latest trucks From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark Like we used to do it in the park For the most part, for the very second that the show starts, You're witnessing pose off think Mozart, huh the love received so far has been so hard There's a few Jews to run But they medoulas they sharp Then it's so soft Don't be thrown off Then he's so long Avoid them at all costs Like raccoons or skunks But back to the regular schedule program The program is sponsored by 7 Heaven What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11 Emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals tools And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools any questions, Thomas, or concerns? Press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! The-
3: Peace, peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is an the Ledger Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue, okay? Very soon, I am going to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red, and hopefully, we will be joined by my other co-hosts. KT Arc Degree. All right. Let me go to the studio and see if they're in the building yet. They are not here as of yet, family. Nonetheless, welcome back to another explosive episode of KTL Radio. All right. I want to say thank you to everybody who joined us for well, last Tuesday's program. i have been getting some interesting feedback From that show, Um, maybe when my co-host shows up, we'll get a chance to chop it up. You know what I'm saying? Go through some of the uh, the reviews that we've been getting based on that particular that particular show. If the family has not heard last Tuesday's show with Free Ray Ricky Ross, you can go into the archives and listen to the show for yourself. Uh, You know, it's in there. You can gather your own conclusions, you know, from that particular demonstration. All right. right, What else is there? Let's see. There are some upcoming events this weekend that we need to inform you about. Might as well get some of that out of the way. All right. And the family is out in Philadelphia, PA, okay, the Philly family. This is an annual event, okay, and it is going down tomorrow on December 20th. It is the Winter Solstice Evening Celebration. All right, shout-out to my brother, Ross Ben, okay. One true center is Selah Say- Say Moon, which is formerly the Wall Street International the location of this venue is 1431-9 North 52nd Street between Media and Master Streets, all right? They are hosting the Winter Solstice Evening Celebration 2014. This year's theme is sustainability and stepping boldly into our power, all right? This goes... Family. I don't know what happened, but uh, my line got cut. I am back, though. All right? So let me finish this information. This event, All Day Kwanzaa Bazaar. All right? So there's going to be music, food, and products on deck. All right? I'm going to have my brother, Lars Ben. He's be going to stop by in a little while and give you uh, the specifics on this event, anything else that you need to know, all right, we're going to inform you and you'll be able to come out and celebrate and bring in the solstice with a collective community blast for the family that is in Brooklyn, in New York, okay? If you're in the building here in NYC, uh, at the... um restoration up to system uh, bunsen to mall to clap plac- right and you resolve specific uh to day and weekends and Welcome to, well, uh, it's a real celebratory, festive, um, um oh, you uh, hold on, they came out at the same time, hello, hey. yes, sir, peace to the family, and the Nota Ledge Radio, this is your co-host, the Brother Redfield. here to add some juice to the thing, yeah, I use nodding out. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say my phone choppy. Huh? I said they say my phone choppy. Yeah, it is. Probably somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, turn up, turn up. Yeah, turn up. It might not even be your phone. Your phone might might not be filling your frequencies, your your tones. You know what I'm saying? Your like, so it's the Jesus-like polite says like, turn up. <laughs> yeah, talk to the people. I'm cool. I just gotta. I right. log in to, to the. I'm to call to the uh, to the G phone. Okay. No doubt. Peace to the family. Welcome to KTL Radio. You already know what it is. Uh, you know, got a powerful episode for you tonight. You know what I'm saying? We got our brother Polite coming through in the mix. Uh, Blue told you what's going on in the city. Small. We have a uh, restoration out there in
4: Best Uh It's gonna be a a holiday shopping expo. You know, come and check us out.
3: You know what I'm saying, get some gifts and some items, some merchandise for Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever you do, and, um, our brother Ross Ben is going to be in Philly doing his winter solstice celebration, and, uh, if you're in that area, check him out, shout out to Black and Nobel, Brother Tyson, you know what I'm saying, uh, Check out their YouTube, Black and Nobel YouTube, team, Tyson, the rest of the family, Levi. The brothers got a clip up that we did recently. Shout out to our brother Rich, Underground Railroad UGR, Underground Railroad Radio. Uh, he al- he also has some content that he has uploaded with um, Freeway Ricky Ross, interview that they just did, as well as uh Allen, uh, uh, Griff, I said when you came hmm? on, we, we would address, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I hear you. you know, yeah, yeah, I said when you came, we get a chance to address some of the feedback that we've been getting about Tuesday's show. Want to do some of that? Okay. What you want to talk about? The Rick Ross thing? Yeah, what was the feedback that you got? Um, some people, you know, were saying that he got out of there real quick. You know, they uh they had questions for him. Um, some people didn't feel that he stood around long enough. I mean, you know, he's on the west coast and uh the sun is out on the west coast right now. Like it's not dark. Like I don't know. You know, so <laughs> when well, like he was ready to go to bed, unless of course, you know, that brother is um doing something you know, unless he has a bedtime schedule regimen that none of us know about. But uh, I don't know, you know. If, you know, I don't feel like we were able to completely delve into we were doing a great build-up, awesome build-up, might I add, you know. And um, the ultimate question about the government's open role in um, hip-hop You know, not the government as in the corporate entities, but the government, like the letter boys, like CIA, FBI, and things of that nature, with their involvement in the negative portrayal of, you know, um, melanated people through the vessel or through the vehicle. My thing is like like this. Yeah. Y'all got too much of personal attachment to what you call, quote-unquote, Government um, like we had a conversation started on underground railroad. We brought the brother forward, gave a dissertation, he said that I summed it up, he gave a little bit more information pertaining to you know his personal involvement and how he got involved. You know, people are calling me and saying some of the people that we brought on the line might have chased him away with their line of questioning. Things of that nature, and then you got, you got, you know, you got Bobby and them. They got Bobby, they got bagged the next day. Like, what more do you want? Like, can you not see it yeah, for yourself? Like, are you hey, a so, yeah, hold, hold on? Yeah, some things <sighs> are not. Hold on. God damn, we gotta. You know, we we as a as a people, man. Like, you know, we just have to understand that we're dealing with a different form of journalism. You know, this is not your ordinary, this is not the ordinary, you know, mainstream media uh, situation. Like, we'll talk about something. For all of my comedic, you know, philosophers and now-valid civilization students, you know, it's called the power of Tahuti. you know, the um, Emerald Tablets, the things of that nature, that things could be spoken of and then come into fruition in real time. So, you get the show on Tuesday, you get Bobby Smyrta on Wednesday. Case closed, like, let's carry on. You know what I'm There's nothing else to talk about. Even if he hung up, it's already, you know, the narrative has, is
4: already in place. Okay? Yeah, it the was, it was complete.
3: And now you're going to see the manifestation. You're going to see it so clear until you're waiting for him to say something. Everything has, that needs to be said has already been said. Like, what said. the fuck do you yeah. want from him at this point? You know what I'm saying? He gave it to you. Yeah. That's so, it. Bottom line, complaints of me, yeah, the And then on the next day, you get the open indictment. You see what's going on. You know, if you go on YouTube or if you went to World Star, you saw him dancing in front of the executives, talking about uh, selling crack out of fifth grade, killing niggas, and they really was doing what he he was really doing what he said he was doing. Coincidentally, the execs at Sony you know what I'm saying, because that's Epic Records, Sony, they sat there, they were complicit and complacent in the destruction or rather the, you know, mass destruction, Black Lives Matter, all you hashtaggers out there, you know, so these people are throwing three million, two million, one million, whatever, they paid this nigga's bail just now, so you see the corporate involvement, you see the corporate uh Whatever, you're not going to boycott Sony You know what I'm saying You're not you're not even advanced enough to do with <laughs> My good brothers over there You know what I mean At the um, GOP is doing You know what I'm saying You're not you're not at that level where you even know The only thing that you know to hack Is your girlfriend's uh, Instagram account Maybe the Facebook You know what I'm saying Because that shit is uh, strategic in- uh, uh, Encryption So I'm just saying like you're not even ready for
0: the level of warfare that this digitized society that we're in in the future. So I don't even know why people are arguing at this point. I don't even know why people want the conversation. What are you gonna do?
3: You know what I'm saying? You're not equipped. You're analog in a digital world. Eric do told you that. And I'm not speaking to the studio audience in general. I'm just making a broad statement. You know. But like I said, it, it did what it did. You, you know, Rick, Rick Ross Came on the show. He let you know what it is. He made the statement already. It's on TMZ and other places. He said that they were basically in bed together. And, and, and you were shown that. You showed that. Sony ain't signing no conscious people. Sony ain't signing Epic LA Reese, sweet ass. He ain't signing nobody trying to uplift the people. You know? They're not throwing millions at Shot Rock. They ain't throwing millions at uh any kind of god hop artist just saying <laughs> they didn't say yo alright the blue got a indictment that's dealing with murder they showed the video with dudes getting bodied like they got snuffed film and all of that stuff. You know, they got it all. So he didn't say yo, we dropping this artist, you know, and all of this stuff. Same way that they're not gonna put up the movie interview we're not going to take this young guy. You, we ain't going to take him out the thing. We're going to let him fight his case and prove it. No. They said, look, this nigga's already in debt, $3 million or 2000000 million. We're going to put him in another million-dollar debt. Then we're going to parade him around the country with the Black Murder Tour, Smurder She Wrote Tour, so he could perpetuate yeah, that fucking spell tour. hard body now because now he's stamped. Now he's official because that's what y'all want. Y'all want real killers. Y'all want somebody that you want to see a shit nigga really kill somebody, like how y'all did for Gucci and other people. Like, you really need to have blood on your hands for the youth and all of these other knuckle draggers to say that you're, quote, unquote, hashtag official. That's the society that we live in right now. But like I said, there'll never be no work. They'll never put in any kind of work. They'll never run down uh, anybody of any person's of interest that will help benefit anything that we do. And how many black Messiahs died in front of their guns? How many Eric Gardner's and Mike Brown's did they gun down? Talk about it, man. You know, it's the hypocrisy. That's the thing that gets me upset. Meanwhile, you see a demonstration by people with slanted eyes who sell you wigs and wigs. You can see that they're not playing. You you see they play a different kind of game. You need to learn about that one right there. That's all I got to say. Like I said before, marching is man. Hacking is a Line, me. Yeah. Let me name family. Yeah. So, all right. to open the line real quick. All right. For our brother Ross Finn making to make an announcement about tomorrow's event out in Philadelphia, PA. All right. So this is family on uh-huh. um, platform here. Call us from the 215 Peace, brother. Blue, yes, come I. open this door. Peace, brother. Twin pillar. brother. Yes, sir.
4: Good to
3: hear y'all work. Yes, yeah, I see, I, hey, I see y'all doing big things. Big things. <laughs> Good to see y'all work, man. That did, yeah, issue. man. We, you we, know? Doing, we, we, we all doing the same thing, brother. We all doing the work, you know, and that's what's most important. Yes, sir. So, look, yes, I'm I. not going to hold you long. Give thanks for giving me an opportunity to uh, announce that tomorrow we're having a, a pretty high-frequency gathering down here in Philadelphia at the One Art Cultural Center out in West Philadelphia, formerly known as Wall Street International. So this this spot in West Philly, we've been building it uh, with the Sister Malika and Brother Jawan for a number of years. And they've transformed a former junkyard Into a urban oasis, they got fruit bearing trees. Every year, they they uh, producing, you know, an abundance of food on a little bit of land. They got a vision of uh, having an aquaponic, self sustaining uh, fish nursery and and you know community garden. That's the vision they grow into, but uh, at least uh, two, three times a year, we hold gatherings over there, you know, to uh, heal up ourselves and uh, firm up our spirit. And So we're going to have a next one tomorrow, uh, 20th. It's a two-part event starting at 1 o'clock. We're going to have like a Holiday Kwanzaa uh, Bazaar. With uh, healers Creating uh, Holiday Zawadi Holiday gifts Because You know We know how the psychology of this season Is designed to Have the money flow out of our community And probably purchasing something That's detrimental to, to us You know So the intention is yeah, if you're going to buy gifts Spend your green energy On your family and friends this year Come get it from some Healers, some folk who You know, uh like Hank Rising Sun Making uh, Coiled magnetic quartz California high-frequency essential oils, myself, wands, and, and, and sacred stones. Professor Kareem got a whole lineup of uh, power vendors, you know? So come and spend your money there to get your holiday gifts. And at 7 o'clock, we have a uh, solstice gathering. Lots oh, of let health. me say something, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I got a sneak peek of them lightsabers, man. Can you please tell us what that's about? Huh? <laughs> yeah, man. As this is a vision I've had for years. I wanted to be oh, able man. to a wand that was would illuminate. You brought that to LED. life. I've had that vision as well, man. I was like, yo, somebody ain't. And then you did, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Yes, sir. Definitely I, have to come and yeah, retrieve mine. Sir. Yes, those who have access to Facebook can't see them. Yeah, man. And so we manifest manifesting them in the purple, green, and red ray, you know, because those colors tend to have the most healing potential for us. The red, if we're dealing with stagnant, congested uh, dynamics in the body, and that's particularly for winter and the cold season. The green is, uh, it'll balance, really green balances any condition. Inflammatory or uh, congested area, balance that out. And purple, purple got that mind, body, spirit, endocrine activation, you know. Get that pineal, pituitary, thymus, gonads pancreas, get all them things active, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's been a joy to create them, man. And I am debuting them tomorrow. So thanks for, uh, uh, you know, interjecting that. Yes. 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 Yeah. But then going Absolutely. into the evening, we got a lot of elders sharing w- wisdom. Uh, one in particular, uh, elder in the community, Brother Cottrell Wise, him and his uh, Empress, Empress Tandy. They own several acres of land in St. Elizabeth, Jamaica, and are visioning building an earthship, several earthships on this land as an example of sustainable living, you know, and uh, they've connected with the brother who uh, is the Earthship Builder, Jonah Reynolds. And they actually got this brother to come and share with us tomorrow. so what? Yeah. Oh, man, man. The, whole, the whole theme is sustainability. You know, like how can you find your harbor place, your piece of land, get your Earthship there, have yourself in a sustainable living scenario. So... That's the theme, and uh, a lot of different ones are sharing on, on those levels. It's going to be yoga all day, Sister Marina, lakumi and uh, Empress Tandi going to be facilitating yoga, Hightow, vital, vital, Nourishment. Tell, vital, vital, All day. So, yeah, man, Uh I suggest those from New York and D.C. Yeah, come and get a healing. Come and get a healing. Come and share. Uh, you won't regret it. Yeah, got, got some oh, music, absolutely. music lined up, you know. So, yeah. And uh, let me give the address. One Arc Center is at 1439. North 52nd Street. That is uh, yes. near 52nd and Lancaster, about two blocks south of 52nd and Lancaster. Okay. And, is there any uh, contact information? Uh, let's see. Well, I'll give my number, 215-510-3502. 215 uh, 510 Three five zero two. All right. If you need the direction or 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 guidance, uh, that would probably be the 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 you know direct link. Yes. I'll do my best to keep my phone on me. That's sometimes I, I I try to avoid the, the radiation, but I'm gonna keep it close tomorrow. Indeed, indeed. Let if me say this I, before you depart. Right. You know, last Tuesday show, we had uh, Freeway Ricky Walsh on the program, and I, mm-hmm. I penned an introduction. And um, part of that introduction, I was speaking of the CIA connection to Jamaica and Siega and the shower Posse and things of that nature. And the majority of that information I gleaned from reading Black to the Root, so I definitely want to give you a shout-out again. For that wonderful book I still want to do a program With that brother I was talking about The white paper Out of Harvard That they made That they prepared For uh, Clive Davis For him to crush The R&B, uh, R&B music And yeah. um, you know Subvert the energy And take over That particular industry You know Because we were talking about This hip hop development tool And I was showing them That there was a lot of uh, collusion with the record companies and federal agencies before hip-hop even came into existence they That's were right. looking at our music as a revolutionary tool and they had to respond in due form like the matrix always does and I told them that the edict sent out by a uh, Jagger Hoover has never been rescinded or amended so if they are looking for and hunting for and to prevent the rise of a black messiah and they identify that sound brings things into form this music was providing at the time, you know, they declared war on the music. Yes. So why why wouldn't the people have a Bobby murder today? You know what I'm saying? That works directly in line with the agenda. Mm. And if nobody can see that, it's like, you know, then they're too far gone, in my opinion. Yes. So yes. I definitely want to say thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Shout and we out are to that uh, get my brethren yeah, Shout out Dr. to you for getting that book on my hands. Yes. Yeah. Get my and, uh Doctor Rob Patash Uh Indeed. on the show, and he's up in the Old York area. You know, he's uh, up in that. Yeah, he's gonna make it happen. Yeah. So he's definitely gonna make that happen. All right. All right, brother. Give but, uh, thanks for the, uh, for the time, and, uh, you know, keep doing your mighty works. Give thanks, my brother. You as well. Hey. Yes, sir. Respect. Respect. Okay, family. All right. I don't want to keep the family in anticipation anymore. I want to get directly to tonight's Yes. Okay. With no further ado. Brother, you no introduction. Okay, call from the 818-626. Call from the 818. Peace.
0: Peace, peace, peace. Brother Polite, what's good?
3: Greetings. Greetings. Welcome back. Please, Lord.
0: you welcome. Glad to be back. <clears throat>
3: Let me do read the title for tonight's event, though. This is... Next bite or last breath, right? And then there's a subtitle. The revolutionary revolution, should I say, begins with health, okay? That is a very, uh, you know, some would say a very loaded comment. Can you explain it?
0: Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. What many of us have to realize is that when we speak of health, we're also speaking about economics. When we speak of health, we're also speaking about relationships. When we speak of health, of course, in this colloquial sense, we're obviously speaking about our dietary regimen. When we speak of health, we're also talking about our thought patterns. So what happens is, We oftentimes, when we speak about the revolution, the word revolution takes on such a violent connotation that most of us would be inclined to conceive that this revolution will idealistically transpire in the form of guns being shot, bombs exploding, cars being turned over. Buildings collapsing and blood being shed. And as I'm always asked by the quasi-militant people of our community and then the truly militant people of our community, they always ask, Brother Polite, why does it sound like you believe that there can be a revolution without bloodshed? And I've never said that. I just know that there are... The revolution is multifaceted and the way I have been trained and groomed and has evolved in my understanding of things, I've come to terms with my lower self only to realize that if blood has to be shed, then inevitably we may have already lost. That may not be in all senses, but most times if you have to Engage in a physical fight, you have lost. If you have to engage somebody physically, that's what I've come to learn after years of studying and still studying. Yeah. Yeah. Sun Tzu said the best war, the best <laughs> one won.
3: The best war won is the one never fought.
0: You already know, and that's why I've learned also that our oppressors have become masters of warfare while we are deep into contemplation about war. The first thing we say is we got to shoot somebody. We got to put our foot on somebody's neck. All these beasts understand is war, but that is not the case. We were being studied for quite a bit of time, even throughout the course of slavery. The purpose of slavery wasn't to just physically abuse us. A great deal of time as it relates to slavery has been created with the agenda to study us as specimens. So by the time they would free us, they will understand how to control us inadvertently by proxy of the fact that we would think that we are in control of the decisions that we are making. Case in point, we'll go to a sneaker store and we may believe that we're choosing what sneaker we want. And that is partially in part true. However someone has chose from the choos- the someone has chose from the choices we will choose from. So though we believe we are making our own decisions, our options have already be, been pre selected. In like manner, such is the case when it comes to religion. We may believe that it we were ordained or is preordained. For us to be Christian, or for us to be Muslims, or for us to be Israelites. And it doesn't mean because you are, it is wrong. I'm, I'm not in place to tell you that right now. But what I will say is, those options have been chosen for you. Right now we can throw Scientology into the equation. We could even throw Mormons into the equation based on your community. But if one is limited to travel then it suffice to say that you will either be atheistic or you will be picking amongst the options that are susceptible to you. So therefore, we're not actually choosing, holistically, we are not actually choosing or in control or have become masters of our own destiny. We are actually falling into the trap deeper and deeper as the days go by. We're not choosing for ourselves no more. And that is the purpose of the classes that I've been teaching, is to broaden up our experiences and perhaps create a crevice of space for us economically, socially, and educational-wise for us to travel, experience different things, and approach life from different perspectives, and therefore be able to definitively conclude what actually is best for us. So when we talk about the revolution, and I say the revolution begins with health, health is at the apex of all of our issues, and I make health synonymous with economics, okay, because there's a direct correlation between debt and emotional distress, And we understand that all diseases have their inception in unresolved emotional issues. And if pending emotional issues go without being resolved, then those emotional issues transmute into what we call an appetite. Should these emotions go unaddressed, should this atmosphere pers- persist, then the emotions that have yet to be resolved, the emotions that have yet to be resolved, that transmutes into appetite, that which we eat, we will find ourselves in a state of gluttony. We will now overindulge in that which we are eating because every flavor has a corresponding attribute that connects with our emotional body. So in turn, emotional issues that go unresolved transmute into what we call appetite. And should this atmosphere persist, then we in turn eat ourselves into disease. So again, the inception of all disease is rooted in unresolved emotions. And the emotions that we are plagued by incur the stress, or even precipitate that which we call an appetite, and thus establish a craving. And now we start eating certain types of foods to evade the responsibility of finding resolve emotionally. And in turn, we wind up with dis-ease or being in a state of discomfort. So all we have to do is lose our own. And that could put us into a state of depression that in turn offsets some aspect of our appetite, and we eat and we eat and we eat to diffuse that stress. Now, some people may not eat excessively with stress, but they may eat something in particular excessively to find resolve. A person lacking in love will indulge in sugar, more than a person that is suffering from a different emotional ailment. So you find that our community is plagued with diabetes because we are using sugar as a means to evade the responsibility of finding emotional resolve. So we may smoke cigarettes, which they put plum juice and maple syrup in cigarettes. We may turn around and and indulge in crack, which is nothing but a big Domino bag of sugar compressed into a 12-12 slim. These are all things that we are doing to escape our reality, but the appetite for these things is predicated upon the emotions that have yet to go resolved or emotions that have not yet been addressed properly. So one of the lines of defense or one of the coping mechanisms of the body is to eat our way out the situation until which time we may find resolves. So how might we have a revolution without first addressing our emotional issues? I say this seriously because we have people talking about black power and let's kill this goddamn cracker, but they can't even see their ankles and they're suffering from high blood pressure. And who's to say that when the first several shots go off that they don't wind up with a heart attack because their heart isn't even strong enough to deal with the war. And based on circadian rhythm, our heart is at its strongest around 4.30, 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock. That is when your heart is the strongest according to circadian rhythm, the circadian rhythm particularly of melaninated people. You couple that with the fact that we should not be eating after 10.30 p.m. I'm not saying it's major sin. I'm just letting you know that your body shuts down in certain capacities at the 10.30 as far as digestion is concerned. So it stores the food in places that serve you as a reservoir. I don't
3: want to clutch, but isn't it a little earlier than that?
0: Yeah, 10.30 is the cutoff time. 10.30 is like, just like you have an anabolic and catabolic passage in the body, which is uh, your gas tank and then you have your reserve gas tank Unless you use all your energy up.
1: 10.30
0: is your reserve tank. 10.30 is the last time your body is going to say, well, you know what, we'll compromise and we'll keep working for this brother. We'll compromise and we'll keep working for this sister. But after that 10.30, that chicken spot you go to 2 in the morning after you hit the club, 3 in the morning after you hit the club, you see, this is called warfare.
4: Right, all the food they sell you in the club.
0: All the food they sell you in the club. This is all warfare. This is all warfare. And what happens is that we are so in tune with the idea of going to physical war that we find ourselves so focused on the physical fight we don't even see the warfare right before our eyes. The warfare is let's plague this whole community of conscious folks with the incentive to eat beyond the hours they should be eating foods that they definitely shouldn't even be trying to take in because it's non-water soluble. It's not even alkaline. It's going to plague their genetic disposition based on their genetic disposition. It's going to plague them when it comes to breaking down the food because the food that they're eating is more conducive for other races. So now they're going to have conflicting genes because now they're going to have to access they're going to have to access parts of their DNA that doesn't specifically identify with their black genome and we're going to have to activate dormant DNA the type of DNA that responsively may make you hate yourself if you keep living in the way of another race And we're just talking about dietary aspects of things. That's what we're talking about right now. So what I'm telling you is when we're talking about war and we're talking about warfare, and then we start talking about the revolution, we have to put things into its proper context and understand that by the time we get ready to fight, we will already be
2: outnumbered.
0: And I'll explain it to you. We are eating foods that are so out of balance and out of whack with us, hormone-wise, That many of our men find themselves effeminized. So what world are we going to go to if we got to turn around and get the brothers on the front line, we find that most of them are in a state of a female mind? What are we going to do with these guys? And, yeah, I do know some homosexuals can put some work in. But let's be for real. We're talking about going to war with somebody. We need to make sure we eat and condition ourselves to be as masculine as possible without being disproportionate in our thinking. So we have a community of our brothers, either feminized because of the way they're eating, or overly aggressive and engaging each other in a fragile side of war that in turn causes them to contribute to the mass homicide of their own race, or in turn has them being incarcerated. So now we have incarcerated brothers and sisters. Out of frustration, they're eating foods. And what are they frustrated about first? Out of the frustration that they subject to extreme poverty, destitution, they now eat themselves into one of the plagues that offsets anger and impatience, that in turn causes them to engage in criminality. Now those brothers are locked up. Now those brothers are incarcerated. And those of them that don't get incarcerated, they kill their own brothers and they kill their own sisters. And for those of them that don't do that, they are effeminized. Leaving a few of us talking about black power who have high blood pressure, cholesterol problems, diabetes, our legs are on the verge of being cut. Who are we going to be in what war? By the time we finally grow the balls to fight back, we will be not only outnumbered but incapable of making sane or rational decisions At the blink of an eye And that's normally how these things happen So the first thing that comes in our mind When we get attacked Yo, just attack back We're not even thinking straight So the revolution If we're going to have a revolution And people like to skip shit entirely too much We like to skip We like to go zero to a hundred Real quick That's what we like to do One minute we ain't conscious The next minute we all conscious And let's bang on somebody Nothing in between Because it feels like it's just going to take entirely too long But we're not going to get nowhere We're not going to get nowhere Unless we employ the methodology of what? True spirituality. And spirituality, true spirituality deals with wealth. And that which we eat has to be synonymous with wealth too. You have to compensate yourselves. And the cells' synonym for monetary compensation is food that feeds the cells, high in minerals. Enough sunlight to produce the vitamins, vitamins vital, vital. Amen, amen. The sun, God, amen. Vitality, life sustaining that we get from the sun. Therefore, all two vitamins are produced when we are exposed to the sun. Two vitamins. Anything else is a supplement or is supplanting that which you would naturally get from the sun. And most vitamins are organisms, and they come up with alphanumerics to hide this fact. Just like you have B12, which is cobalamin, which is an organism that exists in the small intestines that cleans out the melaninocytes. But it's not alive if you get it in vitamin pill form. It's a trace mineral, which means it's hard to get it in the first place. So that's sun exposure. You need sun exposure. And during different times of the sun spectrum, these vitamins will be produced. B12 is produced during 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. B12. During different points of the sun spectrum, different vitamins are produced. Vitamin D. Americans are lacking in vitamin D. But what is vitamin D good for? When you're suffering from vitamin D deficiency, you find yourself susceptible and prone to depression. When you don't get enough sun exposure, you're lacking in depression. So if you're living in New York, especially the concrete jungle, most of you got to go to work. It's dark outside when you're heading to work. And then when it's lunchtime, because you don't really get a job in your early, you, you got to go in the city to get a job. There's nothing but skyscrapers there, blocking the sun. So even when you go on a lunch break, you're still not getting sufficient sun. Then when you get off of work, it's nighttime. And as if that's not enough, you got to go underground in the subway to get back to home. And the only time you do get a day off or when you get some free time is when you go to the club. <clears throat> and, of course, it's nighttime by the time you go to the club. And, of course, the only thing you're getting is not the initial or the original luminescent body, but you're getting the moon's spectrum, okay, which is a medium between you and the sun. There's nothing wrong with the moon, but there's something wrong with only getting the moon's spectrum. Over the suns, so now you're getting an incomplete aspect of the sun spectrum, but when you choose to hang out or you choose to get free time, you get enough of the moon spectrum, so moon or Monday or moonday, moon, moon luna lunar, you become a lunatic because you're only getting the moon spectrum, so now you are sun deficient you're malnutrition spiritu- spiritually you're malnutrition because you're not even getting enough sun. And you're getting so much of the lunar spectrum, you're becoming a lunatic because you are falling shy of the full spectrum of the sun, which is there for a reason. So we look at that. And then we also look at the sisters who are in their cycle month to month. They're losing. They're losing their iron. They're losing their calcium every month. But how many of them are making a concerted effort to replace the calcium? How many of them are making a concerted effort to replace the iron? How many of them know that the iron that they have to replace is not found in meats but found in dark green leafy vegetables in the form of iron fluorine? To replace the iron that you're missing every month, you need dark green leafy vegetables, particularly like red kale. Iron fluorine. You have to replace that. Otherwise, you'll find the systems would find themselves getting lazy or getting fatigued. How many of them know, and this is where the revolution is at, how many of them know not to eat mushrooms or not to eat copper during the time they're on their cycle because the rheumatoid fluid in their body uh, heightens the amount of copper that is present in their blood? What does this mean? Copper toxicity leads to migraines in the head, most time found on the left side of the head. And a lot of times women are saying, man, I got this headache. Oh, my head is hurting when I got my cycle. And that headache makes them irritable. That irritability stresses out not only herself as she becomes a burden to herself because of her diet, but she becomes a burden to everyone else that chooses to love her or is within her circumference. So now she's eating mushrooms and she's eating almonds, and these things are high in copper. Her body already raised the amount of copper that is that is uh, necessary as opposed to when she's not on her cycle. And now she's suffering from copper toxicity. And now she has these headaches, these migraines, she's stressed out, she's irritable, and that's how everyone else feels around her in her environment. And now here we go with the domestic violence. You say, man, you mean to tell me she's eating mushrooms and almonds during her cycle? This is the birth of domestic violence? Well, I wouldn't go that far to say that. I'm just saying, if we're talking about a revolution, we have to create the right conditions so we can think straight, so we don't become enemies of each other on account of stress. We have to know how we are falling into the trap. So now picture your sister, who's not only suffering from copper toxicity, who may also be eating after 1030, who's on her cycle as well, who, ha- who now also has to deal with the man who is overly aggressive because his diet is out of control. So you got an overly aggressive man dealing with an irritated female, and she's only going to irritate herself even more as she doesn't properly replace replace the elements that she is losing month to month, this is breeding grounds for chaos, for two people who formerly loved each other and now can't seem to understand how to restore the grace back into their life because their diet has created a situation to the point of no return. And no one really knows where it all began. But the crisis has this inception. In an accumulation of taking in too much or too little of that which they need to sustain themselves. But we want to have a revolution. But how hard is it to go out there and fight for no one? We are out here. It would be very difficult to fight that fight that we need to fight for our community if you don't even feel like it's worth fighting in the first place. How are you going to lose your wife or lose your children and then feel like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fight Our people are suffering. We are depressed. We are stressed out. And I'm saying if we go out there, you want to have people go out there wanting to fight so they could come back home to something. But our people feel like they lost already. We need to eat the choice foods to pick up our spirit. We need to consume the choice herbs to pick up our spirit. Because if we don't, it's like we're talking to the walking dead. It's like talking to the walking dead. And damn near no amount of information that should provide the stimulus and the impetus for the revolution that we have been long anticipating will even take place. Because we're grief-stricken. And we're lost in the mire of our own erroneous convictions as we're looking for something or someone to save us other than ourselves. And that's why we say that the revolution begins with health. And health is also synonymous with economics because if your living situation isn't straight, it creates or produces chemicals in the body that you are trying to avoid when you eat good food. And that's why it's not enough. It is not enough. It is not enough to just eat good. It's not enough to just drink good. Why? Because being in negative environments or being around negative people can produce the same toxins on a chemical scale that you are trying to avoid when you eat good food. So some people may say, man, I'm eating all this good food. Why am I still sick? Because the people around you are making you sick. And the feelings that arise when you are in the company of people that you detest are producing chemicals within you that you have been trying to avoid when you eat good food. So being around some people is no different than eating swine firsthand, firsthand, immediately. Uncut, just eating pork, bacon, cheese is no different. Being around some people can make you more sick than eating the foods that you've been trying to avoid. So we have to approach the revolution from a holistic point of view. A holistic point of view is how we have to approach the revolution. It's not enough just to sit there and pray for God. But spiritual food is great. We cannot be complacent with poverty no more. We have to make that be drive the drive to fight. We cannot be complacent with eating second-hand food no more, food that comes into our community and is on our shelves not even knowing that they're feeding the second- and third-hand food not even knowing that it's already come out of a supermarket and it's met its maturation date in that supermarket and now they pass it down to us in our community, not even knowing how to read the signs and the symbols on the labels of the food to know what we're eating. We have to change this scenario. We have to change the situation. So when we're talking about this revolution, when we're speaking about this revolution, next bite or last breath, with my brother Ramses Barden, that's gonna be present, hosting. Of course, myself, head of the Crown Illustrious Supreme Grant afterception of our new covenant community. And of course, our brother, Dr. Sabi. This is going to be a lecture unparalleled to anything you've ever seen him do. Unparalleled to anything you ever heard me teach. Because I'm coming with a whole nother spectrum of information to stimulate the consciousness of our people to encourage them, to acknowledge the expedience of responding to this data in real time. That's how important it is. So that's what we mean by this revolution, my brothers. We're talking about approaching this revolution from all fronts because revolution is multifaceted, and we have to get out the tunnel vision that revolution only intimates physical attacks, physical confrontations. The revolution has to take place within us first before we can take it outside of us. We have to go to war within ourselves before we can go to war with anything outside of us. That's the true knowledge that we all should be at this particular moment in time. Is there any questions?
3: Said a whole lot, <coughs> short amount of time, brother.
0: Working my way you know, back into
3: the crib. Indeed, um, I definitely feel that you open a lot of different lanes, and you know, you put those uh those full body mirrors up in the crib. You know what I'm saying? And not just the ready. bathroom. You know, in the living room, you got the mirrors. You got know, a whole mirror panel on the living room. You know what I'm saying? And uh you know, people are now able to look into that mirror. Especially if they standing next to their kitchen and they start looking over by the kitchen and they're like, um I don't know. I'm gonna share a personal um story from what I experienced. You know, I got out there and I started covering the the marches, you know what I'm saying, out here in New York City. I definitely wanted to see what the vibe of the people was, I wanted to see what the conversation was, and I'm a reporter there's a story there and I needed to go and cover the story. Um, I noticed a lot of people weren't like physically prepared to March. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the physical <clears throat> aspect of quote unquote revolution, even from the standpoint of endurance, is not something that people are looking at. Like if somebody can't march, is it possible to think that they can undergo prolonged struggle? You know what I'm saying? Like you can get in the foxhole for X amount of weeks with no food and no water. And that's how you really are, are, are looking at getting down. If you're trying to take it to that level, that's right. you know what I'm saying? Um, is your body fortified? Is your spirit set enough for you to, uh, you know, uh, uh, survive torture. You know, can can you stand some waterboarding and some rectal feeding?
0: Yeah, no doubt. I you mean, know? we we kind of weird with the thinking because you have people actually in this of the state of mind saying that you know I'm going out here to be part of this revolution, but I only got two three hours for it because I got to go back to work tomorrow you got people participating in the revolution, and they're bringing the little chairs that have straps like book bags just in case they need to sit down when they get a little tired from standing up holding the signs. Not this enough, is
3: what people not. are
0: bringing to the revolution today. They're bringing convenient chairs to sit down.
3: Real talk. I've seen it.
4: They had the yeah, chair strapped on their back
0: got to their okay. back. Like, I'm going out there to, to get this revolution popping and I got my chair in case I get a little tired in the process. Like, what kind of shit is this, man? What kind of people bring a fucking chair to a revolution? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no intention of whack no one up their head with it either. They bringing it to sit down and catch their breath. We have to change this whole state of thought. We have to change it, man. And that's why the debates are so very good. That event, March 1st, Keeping in mind that's in California, Wilshire 5515, Bull- uh, Wilshire Boulevard, or uh, Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 5515. Okay. Doors so, two o'clock.
3: Right. This so we're no longer having this event this weekend. Let's just make sure nah, that everybody understands that. All right. So that's it right, has man. been rescheduled. March Correct. March, March 1st. 1st, so the family is listening. Mm-hmm. They can get their tickets now. They can go and. and their airfare situated, their hotel situated, because they definitely want to be in the building for this demonstration. Now, do That's you right. feel that such a demonstration is time sensitive? Like with everything going on, you think that people can wait all the way to March for them to get instructions on how to start their health revolution?
0: You know I wouldn't tell them to wait till March. We actually have a lot of preliminary classes that are coming up for the people to engage in, to work their way into March 1st, while also being prepared, you know? That's that's our biggest problem. We fail to be prepared when these things take place. I actually have a book coming out called, what is your status, uh, pardon me, what is your political legal disposition, all right? And if, if that should be established before the next attack, we would be in good hands. You see, there's a number of prerequisite things. Can
3: you you explain that?
0: Oh, yeah, no problem. We must ask what is our political legal disposition. You see, when you engage a new covenant status correction, it is not just there merely to embark upon certain tax and real estate benefits. There's a whole social and political paradigm that is coupled with the status correction. Our status correction consists of establishing what is your political legal disposition, what is your unlimited commercial capacity, all right, and what is your genetic reference as it relates to your nationality. With these things properly ascertained, one will be able to properly assert who and what they are, and that will resonate politically in the hearts and the minds of the people that choose to oppress Many of our people. Now, people say, man, oh, you think paperwork is going to free you? See, this that's a popular term that has been used out of context once you start talking to people about political action. Paperwork is just a byproduct of what I'm talking about. You have to let what I'm saying to you resonate with you, and you have to really understand what I'm saying to you. Paperwork is just a byproduct. It's an inevitable byproduct of what will transpire once you... Properly identify what your political legal disposition is What is your unlimited commercial capacity And what is your genetic reference as it relates to nationality Those three things Are properly identified Will produce the byproduct That is what you A lot of you brothers and sisters call In a condescending sense Paperwork But let's be clear on what I'm talking about here the word black doesn't resonate in this world when we're talking about politics. The word Jew does. The word homosexual does. Homosexuality. We understand if I were, if, if I as just a single, meaning one black male that's heterosexual, beat shit out of homosexual, there's a possibility I could be locked up for a hate crime. That's politics. If I was to whip the ass of a Jew right now, with the ass of a Jew, a pale Jew, I might be locked up for some form of anti-Semitism, anti, uh, uh, it could be a hate crime. That's called politics. That didn't just happen like that. So now here it is. Civil rights. The very civil rights that was created at the end result of our oppression Civil rights has its inception in our oppression. But we live in a day and time where we have yet yielded to this specific truth. And everyone else is using that which has been birthed at the end result of our oppression to their better advantage. Everyone is using it to their advantage with deception of us. Let's just think about this for a moment. Homosexuality has now become a race. Judaism has now become a race, impaled people, practice it. But black doesn't resonate as a race. You're not a race unless your politics is intact. Therefore, black is not a race no more. Because we have no political, legal disposition. And what I mean by this is, it doesn't resonate in people as to why, when they conceive of doing us harm, there's nothing to make them relent from that thought. There's nothing that goes in their mind that politically attests to the situation that will be precipitated at the end result of us oppressing this particular race. But yes, something resonates in all of our minds and hearts. If we decide to attack a homosexual or we decide to attack a Jew, we understand that there is going to have to be political action that takes place. There are going to be public apologies, there are going to be hate crimes. Say this. Yes, sir.
3: And no disrespect. You know what I'm saying to Mike Brown. But (laughs) if Mike Brown was a quote unquote gay black American, and he was called a faggot instead of a nigger, then that officer would be looking at all sorts of different. You know what I'm saying? Time, based on the (laughs) fact that they have laws on the book to ensure that you are going to be charged with a hate crime.
0: That's right. That's right. This is and an You, abs- you automatically... Let me, so, let me,
3: if you smack the shit out of somebody, hold as on, as and you just... You just out of frustration, you know, allocate a particular uh, set of words along... You know, you bitch, ass nigga. Like that's like years. The 15. majority of the fights, uh, the fight comp, 1-2-100, one mm-hmm. were heterosexual... Young black men with tank tops on, you know, I mean, completely knocking out, uh, uh, sending up black homosexuals with halter tops on, and saying the word faggot in those, you know, in those attacks. Not only will World Star be taken down, but the owner of World Star will be prosecuted for promoting hate crimes, and that's a fact.
0: It's a fact. So what we learn by this is. We look at the word race in the Black Laws Dictionary, and one of the definitions of race denotes that this group of people must be able to identify their previous condition of servitude. Why is that important? Previous condition of servitude. You see, homosexuals can now use case laws and say, we have been aggressed violently in the past, that in turn caused us to lose our lives, in turn compromise our better way of life and living, sustenance. And because of these previous conditions of servitude, we are asking for an exemption in status, if not certain concessions to be made to us because of our previous conditions of servitude. And, and if anyone should breach this contract we have with you, then they have to impel the regard of as a violator, and and B in turn will beseech injunctive uh, relief that represents monetary gain. This means lawsuits. This means okay, we'll wind up owning this part of the street or owning this part of the block. Identifying yourself as a minority, not in the legal context, but in terms of percentage. Because we know minority legally attest to the fact that one is thinking in an adolescent state of mind, even though they are an adult. We're not talking about that. We're talking in terms of percentage. Why does this work for you in politics? Well, Jews always conveniently, especially in New York, look in New York, conveniently live adjacent to black people. Why is that? <clears throat> because they can make themselves the smallest group in percentage, complain about the dilapidation of the schools in their neighborhood, which is shared with the blacks, so that the government can now give them concessions politically because they've been able to identify themselves as the smallest of the percentage of the whole in the communities that they're thriving that we think is the Jewish part of the community that is still understood as the black community, and now because they are the smallest percentage living amongst blacks, and the black people's schools are already overcrowded and dilapidated, then it's only suffice to say that because of this petition and their political legal disposition, that the government will now have to give the Jews concessions to have schools that they can teach their children in, because if they wanted to go to the black schools, it's already overcrowded and lacking in resources. So now because of our inability to express The dilapidation that's taking place in our schools and the overcrowdedness that's taking place in our schools, they have moved themselves into our communities, living adjacent to us, and in turn are getting benefits or concessions from the government because of our social disposition. This is an actual fact. We're always being used to the better advantage of other people because of our low cognition in politics. But when you try to teach this to your brothers and sisters, oh, he a Tom, Oh, he brown nosing. Oh, you think that's going to change the situation? So what do you think we should do, homeboy? What you want us to do? You don't even give this shit a shot. And then when the few people of us do give it a shot, you knock us every time. And you wonder why we can't get nowhere. Because you don't have a solution. All you do is knock. You kill people's creativity. But we're telling you something that makes sense. There is no power in a community that we can't find at least 10,000 people that agree on the same spirituality. There is no power in a community where you got more gang members than you got police officers. There's no power in that. You want to complain about what the police are doing in Ferguson? Then complain about the fact that Ferguson consists of a near 70% black populace. And only three people were police officers. And that wasn't an account to racism. That wasn't on account to racism. You don't control the politics in your community, but you make up a larger percentage of the community. You are making up 70% of the community, 70%. And you're telling me only three of you can, can make up the police force, and none of you are the judges, and none of you are the lawyers, and none of you are the DA, and none of you are the prosecution, and this is because of racism? How are you going to allow another race that is a minority in terms of percentage to outweigh you? When it comes to these legal matters, and then complain and say we're being oppressed. Now, do we sympathize for, uh, with Mike Brown? Of course we do. It was completely wrong. It's a heinous act. It was evil. We need to address it. It's an absolute fact. We should never forget about it. We should do something about it now. Absolute facts. But here's where I come back in. Here's the part where people hate me all the time. It's, oh, you're blaming the victim. Hell, fucking yeah, I'm blaming the fucking victims. The victims is who I'm blaming. Because you got more gang members than you got police on the force, and you make up 70% of the community. So what are you talking about here? It's only going to happen again. All you got to do is listen to the shit once. How do you want to have more gang members than you fucking got policemen? And you want to turn around and talk to me and tell me I'm blaming the victim? I have to blame the victim. I don't have no choice. Now you take me where black people only make up 30% of the community, and, and the rest of the community is 70%. Now you got a conversation. Then I talk and say, man, we got to get you motherfuckers out of there. I don't even know if there's worth fighting in that motherfucker. But this is not the case, King. This is not the case, Goddess. We're making up 70% of the fucking community. And did we even try, for the record, to become the people that have to come to our aid with this trauma? No, we didn't. And don't tell me, oh, you see this whole shit? Oh, he police. We don't fuck with police. You know, that's warfare. They created such a stigma with law enforcement as it relates to black people that black people say, I don't want to be part of law enforcement. So then who the fuck is going to enforce the law in your community, dickhead? Who's going to enforce the law in the community? Yeah, yo, we don't fuck with police. Fuck the police. So are we going to rely on the gang members, to police, the community? Are you serious? We want to bitch and we want to complain, we want to moan and groan. We want to, this niggas a cop. this nigga, look, I, I'm I'm uncomfortable with certain brothers and sisters being law enforcement, depending on how they address our community. But let's not let's not be foolish here. And people, well, we can't work our way up in their system. I hear you, right? But yo, if we got brothers, that's part of law enforcement. They could keep an eye on the community, man. <clears throat> Don't tell me. There wouldn't it be a difference in what takes place in Ferguson if we had 40 black cops versus only three out of 50 plus. Don't tell me that doesn't create a difference. And don't tell me y'all can be bus drivers, y'all can do carpentry, y'all can be bloods, y'all can be Crips, but you can't be no fucking cops. Tell me that. That's an excuse to be fucking lazy. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. That's why I say, you know, we got to eat. eat better. Because this logic right here, part of this shit, part of the reason for this ir- irrational thinking is because of the way people are eating, man. It's because of the way they're drinking. It. It's because of the way they're living. You need people to talk to people. But you know what? A lot of these brothers and sisters are missing what? Their fathers in the household. So when I come in and I start talking like this, they'd be like, yo, why are you disrespecting us? Why are you yelling at us? Because you ain't used to have no father in the And No, not in essence that a father is all about yelling and screaming. But it's about that discipline, man. It's about that, you know what, even though I love you, I'm going to tell you you're fucking up. That's what that is, man. I got enough sense in my head to know there ain't no way in hell we should be telling our people to turn their back away from becoming law enforcement. You want to stop the power you got to get within it? What the fuck you think a spy is about? They join up in your ranks, learn your language, learn your protocol, and they bring that information back to the community. So they learn to police themselves. What do you think this is all about? But you you people talk about revolution all the time. And the only thing you want to do is make YouTube videos and wrap people up and and, and prey on their lower emotions while you stay there within the safe confines of your household. And you tell us to do the wrong thing. you tell us to be crazy. You tell us to do the stupid shit. That's insensitive, man. And people hate the thinker. They hate the thinker. Our people want to kill the thinker. They want to kill the thinker. That's what they want to do. Because you actually have to work when it comes to thinking. You actually have a step by step plan. We don't go 0 to 100 when we think. We have to rationalize what is the best thing to do. What does it suffice to do right here, right now? That's what we have to actually do. We make a plan and we execute. There's no glory. There's no glory. And going into a community, you can't find 10,000 people who agree on the same thing. It's a community. It's supposed to be common union. It's supposed to be chameleon. All you got to do is look up these words. That doesn't consist of 5% is over there, black Muslims over there, Islam over there, Hebrew Israelites over there. And let's say this. In between each one of those people I just mentioned, there's different factions. If we go to the Israelites, there's an ICUI. There's a G O C C. There's a A-O-C, A O C. There's a Hebrew war machine. There's a GMS. And there's a Lions of Israel. But these are the people that all call themselves Israelites. And some people wear the stars. Some people don't like the stars. Some people are New Testament. Some people are Old Testament. And some people say you have sex with the children. And some people say you don't have sex with the children. Some people say you can rape. Some people say, no, you can just you can grab them up, but you can't rape them. There's a the difference between the two. See, these niggas are losing their minds, man. We're losing it. We're losing it. We've lost it. But that's just one group inside of the Bible. then we can go to Protestants. We can go to Christians. We can go to Protestants. We can go to Baptists. We can go to dentists. We can go under Catholicism. Then we can go to Islam. We can go to Shiite or Ahmadiyya. We can go to Father sinners or the Nation of Islam. Every fucking thing but just assert ourselves politically. As if we haven't seen this stuff don't work for us. So you know what the community says when I do a debate? You know what the word that is that's going around right now? Nobody knows what right believes. Shouldn't that be the way it is unless I'm asked? Shouldn't that be the way it should be? Just imagine a world with a bunch of me's where everybody's saying, but I don't know what he believes in. Then we could come into a room and be at a round table, leave our beliefs outside, and we could address the issues. So I told my brothers, I refuse to let y'all know what I believe in because it's not relevant in the day and time we're living in right now. I'm only telling you what I know. And if I have to be corrected based on what I know, I'll be critiqued and I'll take it as a man. But that belief thing is very true. Doesn't matter what I believe right now It's not relevant Now if we ask for someone's opinion Then we do that for our own edification We do that for our own enlightenment But in this day and time We have to encourage forums Where people just address the issues at hand Not Issues that are in question Not issues that are in question In terms of I wouldn't want to say metaphysics But in, in terms of dogma Rhetoric you see, we don't need that right now. We could do that in our household. We can have little sessions in the crib and we can get down and, and start talking about the planet is billions of years old versus millions of years old or only 12,000 years old, somewhere those were sick. We could do that. But at this moment in time, we know what the issues are. So I'm here like, yo, and I'll put it on my life words, everything I love. So i never be on the phone when I'm doing this. And I'm like, yo, fam, we can't put something together real quick. So when we go into the debate, we could show people after the debate that we're going to work together and shit. Even the best of your brothers that be talking all this love and unity and everything, they can't deal with me, a Hamite, a person that identifies with Egypt, a person that says that I'm evil, a person that says I'm from Nigeria. This shit, I'm like, Yo, I thought y'all was kind of bullshitting on the camera. I didn't really think that y'all was serious. Like, we really can't work together? Like, I mean, we could be on the same block, and, you know, you you could do what you do. I'm like,
2: Yo, y'all really like this? <laughs> I'm like, this, y'all really like this
0: for real, though. So I'm like, you know what? Then people say, yo, why are you banking on your own brothers like that? It's tough love, man. I still love them, but it's it's tough love. It's tough love. And I'm glad we created forums for it. Because people like me will start really losing my mind and going and taking this shit somewhere else because I'm serious about this. I have to work as hard as I can. My daughters is getting older and older by the date. One of my daughters is about to turn 18. This shit's scary. I'm ready to set out to prepare a better world for them. And no matter how much good I can do for them immediately as a parent, can't compare to the work that got to be done. Because you can do what it suffice to do for the betterment of your family. But what's good for the community is always good for your family. But what's good for your family may not necessarily be good for your community. So if you only do what's good for your family and not do good for your community, then by default, the world is still in a condition or your environment is still in a condition that's going to leave your children vulnerable and susceptible to the negative, debaucherous ways of other people. So who am I to only have an impact on my children and, and, and walk with my chest protruding as though I've done something when my community isn't shit? We have to focus on the community. We have to act locally and think globally. This has to be the mentality of our people. We have to get there. That's where we have to take this. So I grow frustrated. So I want the people to understand on this phone. Listen, when we talking about doing these debates, I can't speak for everybody else. But I know I put my heart and my soul into it. Yeah, I go in. I get turned up when I'm doing the videos to promote. <clears throat> I'm reaching out to different people. I'm, I'm talking to different demographics. Sometimes I'm going to be more scientific. Sometimes I'm going to be more aggressive. But understand, every time I get in that building to teach, That's what I intend to do. I intend to share some information that is vital for our survival. I'm not going to play around. I don't play around with this. I'm under the clock. My children are getting older. I'm under the clock. I I will never forgive myself. Let me get an understanding on my children's ability to grow because I didn't do my part to change the world they're about to live in. I'm already behind schedule, man. This is real.
3: Let me get an understanding with this. The debates are a precursor to what people are calling for in regards to revolution, because the concept of revolution, especially in the manner in in which the quote-unquote community is calling for, is that there's going to be a need for quote-unquote community.
0: That's right. So
3: how can one have common unity? How can one work together if one can't stand next to one another? and be in the same location or, you know what I'm saying? So is the necessary or precursor to iron out the wrinkles in order for us to uh, move forward on that particular unified agenda?
0: Yes. Uh, actually, and I, like I said, I cannot speak for everyone else, and I wouldn't dare because I've just learned. I, I I just was told the earth is 12,000 years old a couple of days ago. So I really don't know what's going on with the grown men in our community. That that shit is scary. That's scary. I'm scared. I'm terrified. That's mental terrorism. I'm worried. I have grown men here with young people under them telling me that the earth is only 12,000 years old. I have grown men that's going to tell me that they have the intention to have sex with 9- and 12-year-olds in the kingdom of God. for the, And we say, why? With 12 years old? 12-year-olds for the purposes of making children with them, man. For the purposes of making children with them, man. This is what we get told. So this shit is a scary world because this is our people, the people that are all saying the white man's the devil. They all saying the white man's the devil. We have our brothers on the street yelling at people's mothers while their children at 10 years old, 10-year-old girls, got to listen to their commanding General Johannes say, the black woman is a monster. And you can see the terror in this little girl's eyes and the confusion as her thoughts, you can see through her countenance, it's convoluted. You can see this. I watched and the shit hurts. My family was talking about it today. We had a whole build session in my house today, my wives and my children. As we watched, my brother say, if you're not under the general Yahana, then the Lord is not with you. Yeah, this is what my brother Tazariak says. But then I said, okay, so let me start studying General Yohanna. Let me make but I could be slipping. Maybe the Lord is really with me and I'm just being ignorant. But my man is out here on the street with this little girl there, you can see it. Undoubtedly this is her mom's or her aunt. And she's terrified as this black man, this big fat black man is screaming at this woman and telling her, family, you better get your moms. You better get your moms. The black woman is a monster. She is a terrorist to the black man. And this little girl has to concede that this is her destiny, that she is a monster. But then people say, polite, why are you doing this? Why are you banging? And when I debated the Black Panthers, if, we were, if my man's in them still pushing this rhetoric, that we're going to kill the babies, I don't care eight, ten seconds out the room. But they say, polite, why the necessity to debate your people? Because I'm like, man, don't you know two weeks later, my man got ran up by the adult white man, and he put his gun down and got locked up two weeks before the debate? But he's the same one saying kill the babies seconds from the womb. Then he has to hide because he's on parole. But he got the kill the baby tattoos on, and he certainly got the grenade and rocket launcher clothes on, and he definitely got the big black boots and, goddamn, he got the red, black, and green Africa sewn into his clothes. The nigga official. When the white, man. Can we put the gun down? I just said, Polite, why are you upset? Why are you upset, Polite? Well, you see me, I'm a different breed. I'll step to you face-to-face, and I'll do this intellectually. And I'm not afraid who'll come in the building and say, yo, you don't think I get threats every fucking debate? But you don't understand. This is what I want to do with my life you know the sacrifice I make to do what I do? Do you know the time it takes me away from my family? Do you know the state of jeopardy my family has been in because I commit myself to doing this work? As you got people constantly attacking you, constantly attacking you, doing everything to destroy your character for simple shit, embellishing and stuff. I I fall back for some months because of issues going on internally. Because people died in my family, and it turns into he's hiding. I ain't never heard. And I never held my tongue. They ain't kill me now. It's gang game-banging. They ain't going to kill me now. I'm supposed to be here. I was manufactured by the heavens to do what I do. And I know it's true. I'm not over here sitting here. I'm going to make this shit up and let niggas know that I, I was heaven-sent. I know I was set to do this. But the difference between me and other people, I, I ain't going to enforce it. I'm tell you, you're going to hell if you don't believe in me. I'm going to make you a in me. And I don't give a fuck if I failed you five times. Before you die, you will believe in me. You're going to follow what I You're going to follow what I say. You're going to walk with me in everything that I do. I don't care if I failed you a couple times because I had to learn like everybody else had to learn this plane. I wasn't born with this shit, right? I wasn't born with my father. My, my father left me when I was age eight. I met my mom when she died. The week that I met her, she died the week that I met her. When I turned 17, I was homeless on them streets in between all that shit. So ain't nobody could tell me nothing, man. I've been shot, been stabbed, been sliced. Can't no one tell me shit, man. I'm doing this because it's in my heart. I'm doing it because it's in my heart. So fear, I, mean, I can't even conceive what fear is at this level. I survived as far as I'm fucking concerned. I ain't worried about possibly going to hell. I lived in it already. So what can someone tell me, man? The religious people live in this world and prepare not to go to hell. Religious people live in this world and prepare not to go to hell. Spiritualists have already been there. So there's nothing that you can trick us with. You couldn't put a gun to me and get me to fool myself into thinking about the possibilities of death. People. There'll rap right here. This is real bad. Well, so I'm just showing so. you the evil in our people, King. The evil in our people, man. The evil. I'm like, God damn, I fall back. And I keep it a buck with you. My daughter and, and, and her moms, they had drama. And instead of people calling it like it is for those who bear witness, they said it's me and the moms having drama, and he turned my life into some shit, or all my wives left me, and he's hiding, and, and, and the police are for him, and, and third, but my, my daughter and her moms is having problems. My daughter's getting older, she see the world a different way. My wife is older, she see the world a different way. I'm in between, and I love them both, but do people sympathize with people, mind their business? You know what they do? They say, my wife is against me, and my daughter's against me, when them two is against each other. But did they mind their business? No. Did they come in and say, can we reconcile the situation? No. You know what they say when they don't see me? All oh, his wives left him. He don't have nobody no more. And the police is looking for him. And I heard they broke into his house. And yet I got flyers going out teaching people. Are you serious? But you know what I did? I said, I'm going to give these people a break. It almost broke my heart. I even cried on y'all's show. I was overwhelmed by the negativity. Overwhelmed. I stopped. I ain't no to fuck. I almost fell into depression dealing with this shit. The same people you break your back for. When I mean, you start slipping and you can't, you can't pick up the phone, then people thinking, oh, you trying to duck you trying to dodge? No, I'm hurting. Fucking hurting. But we think so fucked up of each other, we think so evil of each other, we think that we can't hurt. We're not allowed to hurt. We're not allowed to have family issues and problems. We're not allowed to have it. But I can put my shit on the table and keep it a buck. How many people have came to tell the project community what the fuck's going on in their world? I keep it a buck because I'm here to stay. But I had to fall back and reevaluate the situation. Like, is this what I really want to do? Look what these niggas trying to do. Trying to destroy me when the shit is hurting me that my daughter and, ho, and, and my wife can't get along. That shit hurt, man. And I would like to confide in the community and let them know, like, y'all, I'm being torn apart right now. I want to reach out for help. But these same niggas going to turn around and tell me, well, to your God, I thought the black woman is God. Now look at your little girl. She's God, and, your, and her mom is God. So why they have the problems? I thought they was God. You see that little shit? I smacked the shit out of a nigga for that. Then I had a fucking case. I'm about to really push some work in on somebody for talking that dumb shit. See, I had to separate myself from people because I'm not, I'm not built like that. And I really want to reserve my right to bang when the motherfuckers really fucking with our community. I really don't want to do it to one of our people because it's just a waste of time, and I feel like by design, some spiritual force is putting them in front of me so I don't really put the work in where it really belongs. So I had to separate myself from this community to hold my head so I could be able to internalize this negative shit that people spew at me. And all the little niggas that keep trying to troll me or lying, keep trying to, yo, I heard this, y'all heard that, yo, you need to do this, you need to tell them people this, you need to tell them people that, oh, yo, I'm trying to catch up with a nigga, you better hope. You better chill, I'm telling you. I'm not built like that. I'm reserving all this shit that I got in me for the real fucking beast out here, man. Don't play with me. I'm not playing. Don't play with me. I had to separate myself so I could take this shit and I could smell. 'Cause Because some good people, some really good people, man, called in on this radio show and really uplifted me. There was one brother in particular who really lifted my spirit and made me really see this for what it is, and that's why I took a step back. And I said I'm going to fall back, but I ain't stopped working. What did I do? I created a situation. I created a situation where I would get into different types of things. I said, you know what? I'm going to just start dealing with the celebrity brothers and sisters of our community. That's what I did. And now I took time out. I started working with Lo Lux. I'm working on a book project with him. I got a project coming up with Tori Hart, Kevin Hart's uh, former wife. Then I got a book project for Ramsey's Barton. I got several books I already wrote for for Meta World Peace. Ramsey Barton, NBA champion. Loaded Lux, battle rapper. Tory Hart, comedian and was on the show and actor and all of that. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, then I did the business dinner with P. Rilla, with the money team, Mayweather and them. They allowed me to go and build with everybody. We put some powerful things together. Then I went uh, Miss Black California, Cin- Cinderella, and doing a book project for her. And Carl Jones, producer of Bulldox and Black Dynamite, doing a book project for him. And y'all need to catch that uh, Black Dynamite, On the 10th of January 2015, y'all need to catch it because we're addressing the whole Ferguson situation from a whole other perspective. And the education on there is revolutionary the way it's going to be dropped. Just watch it. January 10th, the uh, boondocks. I mean, pardon me, Black Dynamite. January 10th, watch Black Dynamite. And tell me you don't feel us. Feel what we embedded into that information or what we embedded into the cartoon. Watch that. That's where the revolution takes place. I said, you know what? I understand my people just fucking frustrated because they broke. It happens. And I, don't, I really don't want to vent my frustrations on my own community. But now my family is back. My family is happy. We all good again. And now, now I can come back and I can go, go back to work. But so I say, you know what, let me just make sure my family good. Because everybody getting older, everybody see themselves a little differently. And we may have to space out a little bit. My children getting older, they see the world differently. Got to understand, my children got family members that went to school, got degrees and everything, but still ain't shit, and I'm just keeping it rough. They got every degree in the fucking world. They got masters and they got bachelors. And my kids' family like to judge me. But they all live in the projects. But I don't live in no fucking projects. But they better than me. And I never looked down on them. I never spoke condescending to them. But this is what I got to deal with. And my my wives' moms are anti-men. And they got problems because they still are living without men themselves. So they're looking at me and saying that I'm polygynous. You don't know the stress I got to go through. So I got to deal with the stress of grown men saying the world is only 12,000 years old. Believe me, fam, that shit stresses me to fuck out. It stresses me out almost as much as it stresses me out to know that niggas want to have sex. with nine year olds for the purposes of making babies that they only cycle. That shit stresses me out when a grown man tells me the world is 12,000 years old. That's some stressful shit on my head. I'm an educator, man. This is what I do for a living. I ain't bullshitting you. I woke up in cold sweats. For two fucking nights since the time this nigga told me the world's 12,000 years old because God said it. I said, Where do you get that from? He said the Lord said it. And saying said, that's what it comes down to. bro. That's what it comes down to. You read it in this motherfucking Bible and now the earth is 20, is 12,000 years old? Seriously? When they got pine those trees that last 80,000 years ago, oh you worried about carbon dating, nigga? You can see the rings on the tree. Nature left a sign to attach to the times. You got trees that's 80,000 years old, king. Now are you going to suffer from cognitive dissonance, or yield to the truth and say, you know what, I made a mistake. What you're saying is plausible. Maybe I misinterpreted something in the book. Or maybe I just lost my goddamn mind. Thank you for helping me find my mind, Polite. But you see, this is the type of shit you got to do. Then I got to leave this, this community after trying to raise my brothers and sisters up. Then I got to come home and I got to deal with the haters. I got to deal with the the, the, the baby daddy. That's trying to still figure out how this young man got my former with into a situation where he can have four fucking wives. How the hell can he be with the woman that I used to be with? So I got to deal with the, the older man who tried to figure out this younger man and how I got all these wives. Then I got to go back into the conscious community with the niggas hating on me, hoping that I broke up with my wives. Celebrating when they see I got trouble and drama going on in my family. Celebrating. Hopefully he loses. house next. Hopefully he loses money next. Hopefully. This is what I got to do with. Then I got to go back into my house and see my baby girl hurting because she sees the world a different way. And see my wife hurting because she sees the world a different way. And then we got to start being incompetent because we ain't prepared for our daughter to be this age and see herself a certain way. So what am I supposed to do? And I try to be here for the community, but the community can't be here for me. I almost fucked around and got mad at everybody from every place. Like, yo, this shit's fucked up. We got to keep in mind, as I told my family, Everybody in my house grew up without both parents, so we don't even have a reference point for what to do with these these types of crises. And this is how I had to bring my family back together. I had to tell my family, we got to remind ourselves, we don't have a reference for what we do at this point, because none of us grew up with our mothers and fathers in the house at the same time. So we don't know what to do. So we should be patient with each other. My children should be patient with us as parents, and the parents got to be patient with the children because nobody knows what we're doing because we're winging And if we go back to our parents, our parents, they have both their parents. None of my wives' parents had both their parents, and none of my wives were born with both their parents, and I wasn't born with both my parents, and my parents wasn't born with both their parents. And by the time you trace this shit back, we back in slavery again. So any little bit of information we got on how to do this shit came out of slavery a couple years ago of generations ago. So let's be for real. Our great-grandparents was not too long ago on the fucking plantation or just got off. Think about that. And those were the people that educated our parents. Think about it. Just think about where the information has come from to do parenting. And you think that shit going to be cleaned up? But instead we would celebrate if, if people have contentions taking place in their house? That shit made me say, I don't want to talk to nobody. And if anybody want to communicate with me after this, you can hit me at youngphenom45 at gmail dot com. I'll call you tonight. I speak to you tonight. If you wanted to talk with Brother Polite, you can call me. You can connect with me. Hit me at youngphenom at g- 45 at gmail dot com. I kick it with you. But run So what? People are evil. I seen some radio show. Oh, they kicked out his door in New Jersey. I don't even have a house in New Jersey. These negroes call the fans. Yeah, do you know about a Michael in there? Huh? I'm, like, looking like, whoa, you niggas are crazy. If you could separate me from my family, you would. <clears throat> you see that right there? It took a lot, Cause especially my first wife and I. We some different people, man. We grew up low. We some totally different people here. I'm like, yo, these people in this college community, wait. I ain't never gangbang and press enter, seize up, nigga return. I don't know how that works. I never gang banged online. I ne- we didn't have computers rocking like that when we was gangbanging. So this little banging thing that conscious people do, I'm like, this is so unofficial, it's crazy. And I have to make sure they don't revert me back to an old nature, because when people change themselves, the old personality always tries to reestablish itself. And what this means is no matter how much you change, no matter how much a good person you become, all it takes is the stimulus of any other thing, any adverse effect, <laughs> you could find yourself lost in the mire of previous convictions that you used to have So this is a journey So when I say the revolution That's what I say when I come back out This is what I'm doing It's about the revolution This is what I'm doing And fuck everybody who's getting their own house, their own land I'm going to get one large piece of land I, I changed my whole perspective Because my niggas is greedy They're selfish They say when they get, they're going to be like this And they're going to be like that And when they get, they never support after And this don't speak for everybody But I understand we sick I understand. I understand we're sick. And the amount of energy we put on each other for just trying. And no energy for the people shooting our people that got us dying. It's sickening. And you get disgusted with it. So I turn around. I'm writing screenplays. I'm doing comic books. People like, yo, I heard you in Hollywood. I'm talking to Blue Pit. Like, yo, niggas is thinking that you make some bread and you're done. And I'm like, now that's the new rumor. I'm making bread and I'm out of here. I'm not packing up and leaving because no matter how good I could possibly do it myself, it doesn't make the world good enough for my children, man. I got to do this for my children. I don't want them to ever grow up anywhere close to the way I had to grow up. I don't want that for my children. I don't want that for my family. God forbid something happened to me right now. I want to know that every wife I have and every child I have and every supporter that I have, I would have impacted this world for the better good. I'm going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. I don't give a fuck who t- oh, he did this, oh, he slipped up, oh, he didn't give me this call back. And yo, you can keep that because when it's all said and done, when the record gets straight, trust me, ain't no one going to put as much as effort or ain't nobody going to have as much as accolades as I'm going to have. I'm here to stay to make a better change for our community. That's all that matters. So I could I can internalize all this, and I learned a huge lesson last year. I learned a huge lesson last year about the nature of our people, and they only attested to everything I was teaching in the first place. But I had to be smacked in the face with it to bear witness to the truth because I started becoming complacent with the good people that surround me. And it's only a small group of people that's negative. But God damn, they're so negative, they can overwhelm you sometimes. They are the ones that make sure. Good people leave you a sentence or two, say, I really support you, brother, love you. You know what them negative negroes who troll and do? They make sure if they see any good comment, they write three paragraphs to hide that comment. And if another good comment comes, the same person is so loud, write another large paragraph. Some of them is writing whole pages of shit. They're on here and constantly patrolling to make you Turn your back away from the people that love you most. Their whole goal is to get us to distrust each other throughout the whole year. So every time you get ready to have confidence in somebody that's going to uplift you, they get you to turn on them. That is their job. And some people do this shit so much around the clock, I already know who they are. Because it's at the point, all of us that that are part of this mission, we literally know certain names that always pop up every time we are involved. These people are on their bike, man. They are on their job more than conscious people are on their job to change the situation. So that shit motivate me. I'm like, you know what? If this nigga can hate for 24 hours a day, I got to start being conscious 24 hours a day in the real. Because this nigga doing this shit. And the worst part is some people doing this for free. They're not even getting no money for it. They just do this shit for free. And right. you're going to be a...
3: Yeah. I mean, at what point are you going to stop reading the comments, though? You know what I'm saying? It's like, It's like the food. You feel me? We keep going into the convenience store thinking that they're going to have, you know, King and black rice. And we know that that's not going to be in the store, not the convenience store. You're going to have to go somewhere else to get that. So with the comments, if you know that you have created an atmosphere, right? Cause you're dealing with people's politics and religion. So you have ignited something in these people that they're no longer comfortable with themselves. And because of that discomfort, their response is always going to be to try to make your situation discomfortable. So, like, why even read the comments? Oh, brother's brother's line just dropped. All right, give us one second, y'all. I'm sure that he's going to be calling back. Very shortly. Okay. Brother, where are you with us? Where else am I going to be? Excuse me? Where else am I going to be? Okay. Yeah, um. Yeah, family. So please be patient. I'm waiting on the brother to call back. hope his phone didn't die or what have you. Uh, I hope the lines ain't totally packed. If it is, I'm sure he'll call your phone. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of thick in here, but I think there's like two or three more slots open. So, yeah. I'm sure he will call the phone if so. So let's just wait and see what's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me call him. I'm going to make sure that he ain't sitting there on the phone yapping at the phone because that's happened before. <laughs> you know? Yeah, do that. While we're at it, family, the show tonight is sponsored by com. That is K I N G Z is in a Zebra or Zeus if you Greek. K O U N T Y dot B I G C A R T E L Cartel dot com. It is not a drug gang family. This big cartel dot com, that's just a store, that's a website. So um, please visit there. You know, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, you know. Shit, cuddle season, it's all right here. It's around the corner. Visit us. We have the hottest conscious street wear. We got the jewelry. You know what I'm talking about? We have, uh, you know, we got your uniform, your wardrobe. You know what I mean? So you could be identified out there in those marches and protests and just on the block, wherever you at, at the lectures, you know, in school, on vacation whatever you may be, you know, I just came from Texas. I had a, I saw the power of my more, moral varsity in Texas, in the airport in Texas, you know, amongst them cowboys. They they got a real, uh, you know, they, 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 they was reacting to me walking through the airport, you know what I'm saying, in my proper pasania, you know, but, but it's a wardrobe. It's exactly what it says it is, you know. Their uniform is like <clears throat> walking with a cape on, you know what I'm saying? Through Gotham, people are going to react, you know what I mean? Because they know that you're not on that team. They can tell that, you know, there's something about me that's not necessarily in line with the, the Negro uh, the negro algorithm that they're all figured out. That's you? Yeah.
2: Por favor, deje su mensaje
0: para ocho uno ocho 6 dos seis siete dos 6
3: Kyle, you got to get that bilingual answer machine. I get it. Hey. Yeah. So, yeah, family. Just um, give us a second. I'm going to see what's going on with the good brother. We'll In the, the meantime. Music. Huh? we we'll play a tune. That yeah, commercial Pete. Uh, you do that, and play it, too. So, maybe a cigar. A matter of fact, the video drops this weekend. I hey. my promo.
0: From times of lore, agents believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in 2 ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now! Order now! Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com
3: today. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he's calling back in a second. His phone died. He should be calling back in any second now. Family. All right. Okay. Still sure want to play that song? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> close out with that. Let the family know that um, we're on the eleven o'clock hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the brothers having some very. Interesting dialogue, you know, about the psychological aspect that comes along with, you know, going to bat for your people, being at the forefront, being in the spotlight, and also having your family with you. You know, these are very real things that oftentimes a lot of people don't take into consideration because some people just haven't personally experienced it. They don't know the extent to which it could drive a wedge between you and family. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the brother's back on the line. I'm going to open up his line right now, Brother Polite Peace.
0: Peace, peace. I'm here.
3: Yes. So what I was saying when the phone dropped is it's like us going into a convenience store thinking that, you know, if we go back, all of a sudden they going to start carrying quinoa, you know what I'm saying, and black rice or what have you we know we're going to get from the convenience store, mainly it's going to be poison. So why would you continuously go into these comments, into these cesspools, knowing that when you deal with somebody's politics or religion and you take that from them or you make them uncomfortable in that particular sitting, that those people have now sworn to make your life uncomfortable. So why go back to that cesspool, that comment section, you know what I'm saying? we was talking about this earlier with the internet. Like there's people that are jumping out of windows now sir, because they get killed what? on the internet and they can't deal with it in real life. So yeah. the stress level of dealing with that virtual world, you know, where people really assassinate remember, characters. Mm-hmm. Remember the matrix for life? Yes, sir. There was that scene in the matrix where they, um, I think they explained to Neo, that if you die in the matrix that um it, it it reflects in the real world. You you feel what I'm saying? And yeah. you sort of scene where they were unplugging when, when um they infiltrated in cipher the uh you know the turncoat the the um the provocateur when he came and he was unplugging the people from the Matrix when he you know when he infiltrated. And um that is what we see today as cyberspace. You know what I mean? Like Blue was saying Cyberbullying, you know what I mean? People get cyberbullied and actually take their their real life in um in the real world. And we saw, you know, situations such as Bill Cosby was actually, you know, they bodied him, they crucified him in cyberspace. You know, Twitter, Black Twitter, and other places where you know they 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 uh go in on people and crucify them and and, and um you know, embarrass them and things of that nature. So that and it has a real resonance as we all could tell, you know what I mean? I've been, you know, I had a situation, uh, about a year ago with somebody that, uh, you know, the brother made a video and was talking crazy, you know, about you. It was like, I mean, it was one of our mutual, you know, friends and whatnot, but you know, that situation was dealt with and I don't even know where the brothers anymore. But at the time, because I was going through personal things with my in my life, you know, it uh it it it, it had this, it had its uh, psychological effect, of you course. know, like you were saying that when you're going through situation and the situation I was going in was one dealing with my immediate family, you know, and um I have I have a new I had a newborn at that time, and um the brother made a statement about my family, you know, and it it, it didn't really sit with me right. So I understand what you say that sometimes comments and other, you know, other other things that are said online could trigger and return, you know, because like you said, your lower self is always on the bench waiting to get that call. You know what I'm saying? He's always in the wind waiting to get summoned. I caught wind of something that was taking place online. I think it was a radio show. I wanted to kill a nigga. Yeah. I had to remove myself, period from the whole situation or else I was going to revert back to what I knew best. And that was, you know, confrontation. Like, because this internet thing is new
0: and these are (laughs) things
3: that I don't have no experience with. So in my prior life, you know what I'm saying? If somebody talks slick or says something crazy, you approach that person. And if they say it to your face and you got to figure out, you know, some. Even when they say it to your face to that particular point it might not even be worth it because you see that the person is you know, they just not built like that and it's not worth it. But the games people play online and then the collusion that other people participate with, you know, they just trying and just waiting to get all of their negative feelings out, their animosity or their jealousy jealousy, hate and envy, you know, and then that should go viral. So I do understand what you're talking about, but like I said, I understood the necessity to remove myself from that situation. What will make you go back to that situation? And it's all summed up by one of uh, one of the great poets of the century. He said, "If I kill you, you're famous. You know what I mean? I'm brainless. If you kill no, if you kill me, you're famous. If I kill you, I'm 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 brainless. What's a nigga to do?" when the streets is watching, So people will provoke and they will do certain things to somebody in a position that they wish to be in or they, uh, you know, it, everything comes out at once, the envious, the, the uh, jealousy, the, um, you know, the, uh, the admiration, you know. I was having a talk with a sister today. She was giving me a horror story about another quote-unquote goddess, somebody who she had, she was trusting the elder in the community, someone that she trusted, and um, you know, everybody knows that this this, this is not really, you know, her, everything is not together with her, you know. And she was talking about how that lady or whoever she is, you know, basically flipped on her and did all kind of negative things to her. And then when she, when she was like, yeah, and I brought up your name, and she was like, oh, that, that lady hates you. And I was like, wait, hold on, Rwanda Tate. But she, not only does she hate me, but she admires me to the point, you, you understand? Yeah. So, you know, it's not it's admiration, Ma, it's not hate. Like, I, there's no reason for for her to hate me, because I've dealt with her before, and it was all love. So it's not hate. It comes out as admiration in a twisted way. You understand what I'm saying? Because she can't figure me out, and I never I never fell into her web. So it's not hate. It's just a sick, demented expression of admiration. You know what I mean? Right. She's me on Facebook before, so it's not real. <laughs> and this is what we're dealing with. <laughs>
0: you
3: know? It's
0: this is what real. we're dealing with. It's real, man. It's real. <laughs> You know, you know. Uh, so we just we live and we learn, we grow, man. But everybody out there got to understand that, like I said, no different from me saying that a lot of the people in my house. So we don't have a reference point for, like, I don't have a reference point for how a man and woman should break up and how they really should get together because I haven't seen this. I, I grew up with parents missing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So um, mm-hmm. that can stigmatize you, and that has stigmatized our race. So even in being let down by other people, or having expectations of people, we don't really, we don't have the the community here where we go to the elders and we beseech them for guidance, and they walk us through it because they've been there and they they have a successful record of going through these type of occurrences. We are scattered abroad, man. And everyone's just trying their best to put it together. The Moors are trying their best. The Israelites are trying their best. The Muslims are trying their best. You know, everybody, for the most part, is doing the best that they can do. And with that comes a certain level of chaos. And we have to always keep that in mind as as a people. That's why I said it's brotherly love at the end of the day. I, I, I love my family. And I'm glad we have the forums to vocalize how we feel. Because if we didn't have those forums... Uh, there'd be another group of people killing each other out of frustration and anger. You know, this this conscious community would have done been those another sect of gangs. <clears throat> so it's a it's a great forum, and that's why another reason why I like the debates is because we have to come to the conclusion that look, Democrats vote for the number one Democrat to go against the number one Republican or whoever's running for office amongst the Republicans they debate amongst each other to vote for who's gonna be that Republican that's gonna go against the Democrat. Now us now, we just want things to happen. We're afraid of leaders. You got people that always leave their comments. Uh, we don't we don't need no leader. Follow yourself and all you know, that sounds that sounds cute. But there's no there's no place on planet earth for people just following themselves. Not no nation. You know, you have to trust other people. Okay, you have to trust them and, and put them in positions, delegate responsibilities, not put them to do everything but some things. That's what we have to do in our community. Otherwise, you find people trying to do it all. And when they try to do it all, then they wind up coming up short. And then when they wind up coming up short, then the people get angry. And this is going to be redundant until we decide to empower each other with our trust, empower each other with our love, and in doing so saying, hey, I'm willing to vote, into office and even create administration and rankings amongst us to deal with certain issues in certain individual and social capacities. That's where the debate's that's what the debate means for me. I feel like it's, it's encouraging us and getting us more inclined and more apt to eventually empower each other with the right to fulfilling. Certain delegated responsibilities. Otherwise, we're just going to have a bunch of different organizations complaining about our situation. We got to get the organizations organized and say, look, whoever puts up the best argument, let's vote them in in secret. No one got to know who you vote for. Whoever puts up the best argument, let's have that person in position and let's put that person into office. And then let's create another crisis. Let's establish and identify what another crisis is in the community. And whoever has the strongest argument about what we should do for that, let's vote that person in and let's support these people as a community. That's when we rock it. So, you know, I'm, I'm all good with all these different organizations. I'm just saying we got to get to a point where we organize in a certain way in which we are willing to identify someone as the voice of reason for that particular thing that's what we need to do but we can have all these spiritual groups that's all right but what are we going to do politically that's all look you can keep you can keep using that book if you want but but don't tell me now you can't vote for someone politically because your god is stopping you from doing it because while are we stagnant trying to figure that part out everybody else is going forward with their different religions but the race, their race is going forward because they're not afraid to delegate certain responsibilities to people to just make sure they don't have to worry about those type of tasks day to day. You know, everybody in the other races can go to school. They can get their degrees. They can uh, have fun. They can go out to the movies. But guess what? They've got people in place that they entrusted with responsibilities that they voted into office after they all debated amongst each other. They got people they empower to be in office, so they can go about doing what they do day to day. Now, this is a very weird community we in. We don't want to vote no one into office, and we don't want to have an office any damn way, because office consists of paperwork, and we don't we know how much we hate paperwork. You see, this shit gets weird after a while. So I just feel the debate is taking us in that direction, and the reason why I say it's taking us in that direction, because I'm keep I'm gonna keep putting forth. Well, solutions at the midst of the debate, and then eventually, I'm moving forward with a grand scheme of things for us to do as a community, and I've been working here diligently out here in Hollywood, organizing people with a great deal of resources that are ready for our next plan of action, which I will reveal partially in part at the debate that will take place February 8th in New York City. Okay, Alhambra, you can see that on our Facebook. You go to Brother Polite on Facebook, and you can you can see the debate flyer. And um, also, at the Revolution event, March 1st, the reschedule or postponed event that we're doing with Dr. Xavier is now on Sunday, March 1st, 2015, 5515 Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles. And it's an amazing place. It's an amazing place where the venue is at and it is uh demanding of the level of knowledge that we're gonna be pre- that we're gonna be presenting and it's deserving of the people that we are uh, requesting to come out, which is our people. It's an amazing facility. And again our brother Super Bowl champion Ramses Barton is gonna be the host who's a man of high repute and extremely intelligent brother and I I'm glad to be able to work with him as well on this particular project. Uh, I know you're, uh, you're, uh, y'all don't do the 11 11 no more.
3: <laughs> we talk right through it. I wasn't looking at the time. I was actually engaged in the chat room. So
4: I oh.
3: apologize <laughs> about that. Um, But we do have the hands up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you
4: pull up, uh, cause I
0: have a commitment to my baby girl because she's been asking to see that Any movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think it came out, so I promise, little Matt, and she's dancing right now. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Yeah? What's up? Hi. How are you? Good. How you been? How? Huh? I'm good. <laughs> yep. So she's happy to see Annie, right? Yes. <laughs> All
4: right. So I got to get ready to
0: take it
3: in. Let me talk to some of these people. All right. So, Daddy, can you get back. All right. Let's go to the lines. Let's go to, uh, of course, let's go to our brother from the 516-516-881. 516-881 caller. Peace. Peace, Lord. Peace, peace, Lord. Peace to the brother polite and, and red. Okay? I, I don't want everybody listening to take this in the wrong way, with polite, I asked you to call me,
0: bruh. <laughs> you did just a few days ago. Did you see your phone number? You can email me at youngfhenom45, and I'll give you a ring if you leave your number in the email. I'll do it tonight.
2: Okay. Say that for me again so I can so I can see
0: it. Young, Y-O-U-N-G. <clears throat> Phenom,
3: P-E-N-O-M. Is that, is that separate or together?
0: It's all together. Young Phenom, P-H-E-N-O-M, four five, at com. Four five, okay.
3: <laughs> Very well. You got my text the other day,
0: right? I, I don't think so. Uh, if you hit me at the uh, 1661 number, I won't be retrieving that number until I get back into New York about some Three weeks from now. But okay, I'll
3: call right, you. That's I'll call you, you again. But anyway, I, 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 I got some things. I Okay, I'm going to get at you. But I got some things I want to ask you and disc- and discourse with you about what we spoke here tonight, you know. Because I am.
0: Oh, no doubt. I'm with you, man.
3: Them, I am one of them hothead, I believe in war, you know. <laughs> and, and, I hear you. Yeah, I seriously agree with you, though. We have to be prepared if that's the type of move we're going to make. But in my mind, and from all that I have seen and studied in my life regarding this incident, regarding this trend, right, with this this oppression situation we're in, right? Yes, sir. Uh, it's not going to be resolved peacefully. When you say there are many
2: facets, yeah, because there are many steps that need to go into place. But it's not going to be a peaceful end. <laughs> and, you know, if you think that this, uh, or
3: this Caucasian is going to let up off that his seat or his position peacefully. That that you know that that's crazy. You know we we do we do need to prepare ourselves, get our minds right. But ultimately, it is never a, a, a revolution. Is never uh, two great armies. It's always a little pack of rebels strategically tearing that giant up. That's right. That's it yeah. that's just the point I wanted to make because I hear people saying, y'all, man, we outnumbered, we outnumbered but when have rebels ever not been outnumbered? They, you know? So they, that's not even an issue, the number. Ten men, ten trained, shown up, bona fide, determined soldiers can turn any major city upside down.
0: This is true. All right. That
3: that I just yes, wanted man. to make those highlights. You know, I don't believe in running out there unprepared, untrained, but, but ultimately right. anybody would say, and I know you know this, it's going to end in violence. It's gonna be, That's the inevitable part of it because they're not going to stop. They don't even have a history of not being violent, ever.
0: I'm telling you, you're right, but I'm telling you, if we were to do certain other strategic things, their whole system would collapse, man. And I, I got some... Well, no,
2: I agree with that, too. I agree with that. I agree with
0: It, it depends think. on how we want to hurt them back. If I, if, You know, if, if we want the glory and the satisfaction of holding the white man's head in our head, I mean, I know that's a personal benefit for a lot of people on this line right now. I'm not even going to take the dream away from them. What I'm going to say <laughs> is... You know what I'm saying? What I'm going yeah. to say is, if we if we really want to hurt us, I mean, if you want to hurt them, we have to hurt the economy, you know, and there's I a way made, to do that. I made that
3: statement earlier today, and I was about to say that just now, that I do believe that if we boycotted everything, <laughs> you know, nationwide, for for 20 days, we would have him sucking our Peters, man, Okay. <laughs> for don't like vulgar language. We uh, have, it, you have uh, been eating out of rock for this, man. Okay. the, the, the <laughs> thing is, the, when you look at the conditions of our people, he, he, the average person in this country has never even fasted. All right? They never even subjected themselves to mm-hmm. going without food for 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 two or three days. But,
0: uh, and, uh, and, uh, and that's what I'm talking about. Because you don't know want nobody wigging out when well, you gotta smack the shit out of them in the middle of us going to walk because
3: they're losing their mind because they, they missed lunch. You see what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah, so that's, exactly. That's the that prerequisite they're talking about. No, but no, no, Pete, my, my, I got something to say. That I, you know, you have faith in our people, man, that I don't then, Because I don't see mobilizing a great body of people to function like that. You know, whenever you get a great body of people together, you know, a, a very small percentage of them are really true to the cause. Everybody else is just with it because of the enthusiasm. No, no. You're right, you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're I, mean, right. I don't have any more to add, and I don't want to debate with you. I just because, I, you know, you inspired me, bro, whether you realize yeah, that, you,
0: man. I appreciate you, and I'm definitely going to ring you up when this is over or when I get off, and I'm going to do it as soon as I can so I can make sure I can make my other commitment.
3: All right, well, look, 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 check this out. Don't say that if you ain't gonna do it, man.
0: Have to touch brother. Okay, my brother. I know you, I, I know you're gonna do it. So as I, I can, when I get on this phone. So long as you email me, because I'm not about email, I still don't see nothing.
3: Okay, no, I'm gonna hit you as soon as the show goes off. I got it. All right. Young peace, T- my brother.
0: Hey, gee, man, peace, love. And peace. again, that goes for anybody else. If you're trying to get up with me or build about something off the topic of the show. I will communicate with you tonight in real time. But please, you have to email me now so I can cover that in between now and me taking my daughter somewhere. All
3: right. right. Let me go to uh, 323. Caller from 323-392. 323-392. Caller. Peace. Welcome to KTL. All right. That line just mysteriously dropped. Okay, let's go through the 510-684, 510-684, call Yo, what the hell? Peace, are you there? Call
1: him?
3: All right, that was kind of janky. Let's go to the number. Yes, sir. Hello. I'm
4: here. Yeah, I got my
0: man Ramsey's on the phone right now with me.
3: Peace, brother brother, Ramsey. Yes, sir. Greetings, greetings, peace. Welcome.
4: Thank you. Forgive, forgive my tardiness, and I hope I'm not intruding. Where, where are we at?
3: Oh no, nah, not, not at all. you
4: man. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my phone's about to die and I'm about to take baby girl out. So we all
4: on time. Don't worry. You are always on time. Amen.
3: Amen. Peace, brother Ramsey. How are you?
4: Man, I'm 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 wonderful. I've been I've been in the garden all day in, in, in Bart's garden. <laughs> 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 my feet in that. Dirt. Uh,
3: Okay. I definitely want to talk to you about your transformation as somebody that is in the NFL. Uh I don't know if the family's familiar with you. Of course we know you your family here. Just quickly uh introduce yourself to the family, please.
4: Well, for those who don't know, my name is Ramses Barden. Uh that's a long E, Ramses, and uh played a number of years in the in the NFL, score and change with the Giants, most recently with the Buffalo Bills, and Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I I, uh, I share that because those are names readily identifiable uh, for, you know, common audiences, but by no means do I define myself uh, strictly by, you know, the athletic terms. I'm uh, happy that, for those experiences, but I get excited to share a different part of my journey. And, you know, we've had some
3: opportunities yes. to
4: build in a number of forums but uh, you know, one of the things that gets me really excited is just it's just uh others with uh a yearning for knowledge, information, you know, sharing that that, that yeah. love that comes so organically to, to our people.
3: Yes, I wanted to segue directly into that. You know, now what signaled your transformation in regards to I know, you know, in the NFL, you know, in those locker rooms, you know what I'm saying, the the protocol is not a bale of kale, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> law to get your, 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 readily available source of protein, you feel me? So at what point did you come into contact with this information and you said, you know what, I want to apply this to my regimen and see how it helps excel my performance. And is that in fact what happened and what were the results?
4: Well, I've had uh opportunities kinda throughout my life to dabble in uh different formats of eating. It it kinda one thing that really helped me, uh, was in college. You know, I was on that college budget. I had a scholarship like most of, of my teammates did, but that really didn't cover much at a at a public school, especially one that wasn't even in the U C system, it was a state school. So we, we barely we honestly we did not have money for books. So after our tuition was paid and everything, we had I think a hundred and thirty seven dollars left to eat with and to get booked. So as you can yeah. imagine, yeah, we we had to stretch that for four for four months. So 137 dollars for each quarter and that's not a month. So we was really stretching. And uh learned ways that I could sustain myself eating um or having protein shakes. Uh they did provide us one meal a day uh, I, I would come home. I would make a protein shake. I always had cereal. I had I had egos. I had um, yes. yeah, I had peanut butter. And banana yes. And I had what was the last thing? Uh, I had frozen spinach. That's that's pretty much what I ate for like several months in a row, and I had no problem with it. Uh, it I taught myself that I would use food as the fuel instead of recreation, you know, food became less of entertainment for me, entertainment for my my palate and more cause to fuel my body to, to perform at a high level. And doing that mm-hmm. for a number of months and weeks at a time, it, it taught me that it was the most important that I use it for that fuel instead of worrying so much about, wow, what tastes good? What do I, what do I want to eat today? Or, you know, make sure I got some variety that that foundation allowed me to make a, a easier transformation uh, once I finally did decide to make the decision to go completely plant-based. Um, things that encourage that, now I'm fast-forwarding to maybe two or three years ago. Um, it's a funny story, you know, uh, being polite, we, we joke about black power every now and then, and, and, we, and, and I mean that in a, in a double entendre sense. So as an as a NFL player, you know, you, you, you want to have a, a, a solid social rep, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to <laughs> any 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 ladies running running back telling their friends that, that you didn't handle business when it was time to handle business. I I I played with the with one of those uh you know the, the the older people, you know, supplements one time and I thought, Oh wow, that was great. Uh had a lot of fun. And then I did it again and the night did not end up going as I planned. So that was an interesting evening for me and a frustrating one, because you can imagine. Here I am, ready, ready to play several games back to back, but I don't have no opponent to play with. <laughs> so uh, I learned. I took. I took it upon myself to so say, you know what, uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, probably not gonna do that again. But what other natural things can I find to allow me the same uh, sexual fortitude, you know, strength, robustness? Uh, endurance And, and uh, the thing that also encouraged me To even look that direction Was I found out people were using uh, Those those sex pills For like game enhancement Like so they could play better You yeah. know a lot of those right. Increase your blood flow uh, Increase your focus Your attention span Like all that stuff And that that wasn't really what, That wasn't what I was trying to do I was just trying to make sure That if I wanted to have a great night Or I, 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 had, I had game one With somebody I hadn't played with before that. You know what I'm saying? I, I took care of business and, 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 took, and took, you know, as we know. Anyway... Yeah, you you were you <laughs> trying
3: to make sure your game report... Um, <laughs> having
4: that experience of, of uh, the team not showing up, when I was prepared to play, I had to find an alternative to seek the same result. So I looked up online and I found that certain things that seemed to have the exact same response were Natural raw forms of of uh, you know whole plant based food, celery, uh, certain nuts, almonds, uh, bananas, avocado, um, maybe a few others. But I I would try I tried this a couple times and there was you know there was you know a few instances when I would have somebody on their way and they, they would say okay I'm parking and I will run to the kitchen real fast and I you know I try to smash a banana and get some almonds down and and lo and behold <laughs> I'm like wow. Like forget forget the, uh, the 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 prescription stuff. You know, this this natural thing is the deal. And I felt I felt leftover energy, leftover performance, leftover endurance, kind of translate to the field. So that was the first time I really had evidence of a natural uh, decision. Natural the the, natu- the the natural option really played a, a strong role right. in being physical manifestation of what I was putting in my body. Um, so that that was a little fun part what ended up happening, man we me and my lady we went to a dinner uh, uh with one of her friends a group of her friends these were these were models from the 80s or 90s whatever they're in their 40s they have a son together who's about 19 months at the time beautiful family you know the the woman that she's tall dark skin beautiful skin natural hair uh dude is handsome cat you know what I'm saying it's like wow y- y'all are like the perfect couple and and uh this their their child is like one of the most brilliant kids I've ever seen in my life, like talking to me, have no idea what he's saying on a on a audibly, but he's able he's communicating with me telepathically and I'm like, What the heck is going on? Like he's like are you guys seeing this? Like he's talking to me, and he knows what he's saying, he's getting frustrated when I don't get it. Like I'm like, This kid is nineteen months old and he's so much smarter than me and they the the, the parents are like, Yeah, man, he's he's never he's He's been plant based his whole life. He, never, he doesn't even know what meat is. You know what I'm saying? We breastfed him for a number of uh, for a number of months, extended past what's recommended, and ever since then, plant food has been his experience. And, uh, yeah. I was so moved
3: by that's exciting family. to me, man. That's the type of children I want to raise. Please continue. Right? So,
4: right. I was, yeah, I, I was just moved by this, this family, this child, uh, the conversation that we shared at the table. Um, You know, as somebody who thinks highly of my own intelligence, I get excited to to share, you know, high level of conversation with people, and that doesn't always happen uh, hanging around the football environment. So I wanted to continue to seek that out, and it seemed like so much of that came directly from what people were putting in their bodies. So I wanted to take it upon myself to incorporate, excuse me, uh, a raw plant-based diet, which I did for – Several weeks immediately following that uh, afternoon dinner and lunch, and the results were amazing. You know, I'm 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 running longer, I'm running faster, uh, I'm not getting tired at practice, uh, I'm recovering. So even when I do get tired, like it's it's only, you know, a number of seconds of rest before I'm ready to go again. I'm like, wow, I never felt like this before, and uh, I wasn't getting sore. There was no swelling, there was no uh, tendinitis. I'm like, y'all. <laughs> Forget the Advil and the Aleve. Like all I got to do is eat a few different things, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to being Superman. So <laughs> that, that happened, and I just, you know, I couldn't look back.
3: Indeed,
2: <laughs>
3: indeed. Now, when you brought this information to your teammates, because I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice, so I can only imagine, you know, knowing. A person such as yourself, you're very outgoing and what have Did you bring the teammates their response?
4: I, I did. I, I shared as much as I could, and and you know I, I got a history of of I won't say overstepping, but I I do get excited to share my experiences, and I and I felt some pushback before, so I did my best to to introduce what I had felt in a a digestible manner, but. um mm-hmm. You know, I found that the best way for me to do it was to, to just do it. If people saw me eating a certain way and if they saw my response, if they saw me awake in meetings while they're falling asleep and I'm making fun of them for falling asleep and and the coach is getting mad at them for falling asleep and, and right. they're getting tired and sore, like once I can start to use their suffering as evidence, then the I have a lot right. more... I had a lot more credibility to be able to be like, you know what, maybe you should try this. Or this is what worked for me. Maybe you come over and I'll show you how I get down on lunchtime, yada, yada, yada. And that seemed to work better than me being like, yo, eat this, eat this, eat this, because when I do that, they like, man, get the hell out of my face, man. You ain't my daddy. <laughs> right. Mhm.
3: And in regards to, you know, the team physicians and stuff like that, because I have – a very strong feeling that they kind of uh, operate this atmosphere like, like breeders, you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And they're the mm-hmm. ones that are always supposed to overlook. Uh, a, a gentleman had came to me when I was in Atlanta working at a, um, we had a store down there at Five Points and his brother was an NBA player. And he was looking for baby at the time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He was like, yo, need the products, but I can't, you know what I'm saying, I can't tell the trainer that I'm using it because mm. they had already got the protocol sent around the league about what they wasn't able or allowed to participate in, and I think Sabi was on the list at that time. This was like, oh, yeah. so this is when, you know, oh. Sabi was in the news and stuff with Mike. People knew who Sabi was. Mike had just mm-hmm. transpired for that matter, so people was, Sabie's name was buzzing again. And his brother mm-hmm. was like, yo, I need the products, but I got to take it on a low. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because my um, my, my team physician shut me down. He had an injury he was trying to heal from. You know what I'm saying? And and
1: mm-hmm.
3: so, like, was there a similar situation, you know, where the team physicians and, and people that were responsible for the, okay. uh, the nutritional dietary arrangement of the team or mm-hmm. what have you? Do you they have a deliberate attempt to keep herbs and, and, and natural forms of, of foods and, and, quote, unquote, medicine away from players?
4: Well, I don't. I didn't see a deliberate attempt in my experience, but what I did see um, is that they would encourage it to a degree, a small degree. If it was something the athlete was already doing, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's good. It's great to try these natural things. Do that. But that but, make sure you take this and take that and take that take do all the things that we're prescribing do not let do not uh supplement our uh recommendations for your own research, whatever you do, make sure you take our stuff, so it was like they didn't uh push anything away if it as long as it didn't show up on you know the 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 official n f l restricted uh substances list then they would say, all right, yeah, we, sure, uh, go ahead and try it. If it works for you, keep it up. But make sure you take what we're, what we're giving you because we're the doctors. We know what we're talking about. There seems to be uh, an arrogance that comes with yes. uh, those who have practiced in the traditional, or excuse me, not the traditional, the the, the Western medicine realms. And mm-hmm. I, I think people have an attachment to the amount of work and time they spent studying something uh, to the point where they feel the right answer cannot be that easy. It's like I went to school for eight years just to get one piece of paper, and I'm not even done yet. I'm, I don't even have the PhD. I'm still going. Like I went, I did all this to be told uh, that I can officially treat and practice medicine uh, in the United States. Uh, so, so I don't care what your research says about this natural stuff. There's no way I'm gonna forfeit all right. my years of experience that I know is true. For, right? For they're, 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 they're
3: invested. They're invested right. in that version of the quote-unquote truth. So Absolutely. there's no way that they're gonna divorce themselves from that investment of time, money, sweat, and tears to listen to you, for you to have it come up to be like, nah, this barefoot doctor out of Honduras got the answers.
4: Mhm. I, I, I exactly, exactly felt that way. And and it was it was unfortunate in certain times because the the trainers would be very encouraging. Uh they 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 they're nice people, they work hard, they do a great job. To be honest, they they're really they're really good people. But you know, they're oftentimes they only see half of the spectrum. And even if they do have some sort of awareness of the herb, uh <laughs> that awareness came after their indoctrination into the Western medical system in which it's harder for them to break apart.
3: Mm. Very, very interesting to get, you know, that perspective on things from that side. So, so, you know,
0: I'm about to, uh, um, about to step out. This won't be. It won't be long before our next arrival on the show, but I definitely have to get ready to step out. I was wondering if Rance could, could uh, give his import on the March 1st event with Dr. Savy being that yeah, yeah. the The Yeah, I was
3: going to segue into that, right?
0: And his new book that's going to be released that yeah. day, Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. Yes, The Jolly Green Giant. Uh... Written by myself and Brother Polite, man, who's, as we know, an uh, incredible author, incredible linguist, incredible wordsman. Um, we found that we just click on a, a number of places. Uh, one of those is our knack and love for language and communication. So given our passion for our people and, and, and the human family in general, you know, we felt it imperative that we use this time and, and credibility and cachet that we've uh, created that I've, that I've, uh, you know, worked for in the athletic field to use that avenue to share my experience and hopefully encourage others to take a more natural path with what we put in our bodies. Um, the Jolly Green Giant is going to be an exciting way, a fun way, a playful way where we can, uh, you know, Encourage some people, shed some light on some uh, misconceptions, uh, some falsehoods, um, and, and open our minds up to some some realities that people may have not been aware of. You know, we're going to talk about the the protein thing. We're going to talk about what you really need in order to perform. Uh, we're going to go into how important it is to, to feed our mind as well as our bodies and what happens when we eat a certain way and, and what that avails in our minds. And you know, I we're gonna do that from a perspective of somebody who's who's played at the elite level and who's played against elite competition. Um, because so often we hear from doctors who've studied it uh, secondhand second hand but might not have the extent of experience in the in the physical arena to to break right. up that science. And and we're just excited to share that and and of course, of course, next bite or last breath. Uh I think we're still keeping that title, but more importantly, we know Dr. Savie is keynoting, uh Brother Polite is keynoting, I will be hosting. Uh that's that will be in Los Angeles at the L-Ray Theater on March 1st, 2015. We we are actually um very very appreciative of the opportunity to Pick a date that really better serves our audience, you know we were excited for this weekend, but after after heads came together, it just seemed like we would do our audience our reach our families, our community so much more justice by clearing the, the 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 season uh starting closer to spring uh so much even aligns with the stars and, yeah. and our our desire to.
3: Yeah. to move I,
4: I... I could definitely thing.
3: be there for that one. I'll be on the West Coast in February. Um, Polite, I know that your biggest events have always been held in December. So is this yeah. something that you plan in accordance with your solar numerology?
0: Uh, of course I do. It's my challenge because <clears throat> generally when I do events in December, it's because I normally do it before the 21st of December. And because that, that heralds in when Saturn appears to be more prevalent than the sun. And, of course, me being a do- double solar density being, because I'm a Leo born on one, being on the 10th, so one is ruled by the sun, and Leo is ruled by the sun, which corresponds with one. So that makes me a double solar density. So to come in at a time when Saturn is more prevalent during the winter solstice, December 21st, that opposition is why I normally choose to do a debate <clears throat> during the winter solstice, because I'm normally at in that point of opposition, and, I, and it also deals with law, and demands, mandates, and requests, and expectations of people, and others, and yourself. So I, I just like to be in conformity with the energies that are being precipitated by the heavens, because I find it's just more lucrative for me. I, I'm speaking better and what I say is more coherent to the people at that time in that manner, in that type of atmosphere. So that's why I generally do those events. And I normally make sure I am not in town during that time of year in New York, because New York is a place that's very hard to thrive when you're one density during the winter solstice. You can have success, but not consistent success. Uh, You have to deal with the New York area intravenously. Whereas me being in California, I've been doing this for the last couple of years now, I head out immediately after my December events and I come straight to the West Coast and that has been amazing for me. Or one time I went to Florida and that, that has also been lucrative because Florida and California correspond with my psychic number frequency. Where better What's than your rising, man? In New York. <clears throat> What's that?
3: What's your rising, bro?
0: Oh,
3: Gemini. Indeed. That's what we thought. I just want to ask you this <laughs> to close out. <laughs>
0: Did
3: you? I mean, it makes sense. Like Look at all of- and you, know,
0: you know, well, the people are listening, like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm saying your, your, your rising <laughs> is, is going to be your outward personality and you writing the books that you write and the fact that you're able to exhibit mercurial wit Okay, speaks to the fact that yeah, your personality outward would be Gemini. You feel me? Yeah. Yes,
4: sir. I, so, yeah, I mean, I, I
3: just I just want to make sure you know what I mean that when I see things and hear things that coincide with 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 cosmophysics, that that's what they are. Just like you know, you just said the whole aspect of your um. What, what, what was it? You said the double what?
0: Oh, double solar density. My number. Double my solar ability.
3: density. So if my master number is 11, is it the same thing? like, Or is that uh, a whole different?
0: <clears throat> well, that's the thing. In, con- in conception, it is double density. But then in the physical aspect, it's mastery, which means that you're meticulous in the manner in which you do things. So it, it, it plays for you in that manner. Like we say, the psychic number frequency is your mentality. The number is your mentality and the actual zodiac sign is your personality. So the way you approach a situation, uh the way you approach a situation deals with the number and the way uh the situation, the way you present the situation is the actual zodiac. You know what I'm saying? So that way, like for instance if a person is born, let's say August, let's say a person is born August eighth they may be more inclined to have self-inferred doubt because eight corresponds with Saturn, and yet they're born August 10th, which would make them a Leo. Leo corresponds with the sun. Sun corresponds with the number one. So what we do, we convert the number into a planet or the planet into a number. So in like like manner, we can say a Leo eight is reminiscent to that of one in eight, which are polar opposites in numerology. One and eight are polar opposites because we can convert the Leo into the Sun, and the Sun is equal to one. Or a person born August eighth, we can turn around and say, okay, they are a Leo, and Leo is ruled by the Sun, and eight pans out to be Saturn because eight corresponds with Saturn. So we could say the Sun is Saturn, and the Sun of Saturn, are, the Sun and Saturn are polar opposites. That being the case, a person that is on um, a Leo born on the eighth may be met with adversity intravenously throughout the course of every year of their life, which compels them to have self inferred doubt that will oftentimes be led by the will of people that's immediately in their environment because their personality is in conflict with their mentality. Their mentality is their second number frequency, which is eight, which is ruled by Saturn, and their personality is ruled by Leo, which is ruled by the sun, which is the equivalent of the number one. And in doing so, that puts them in opposition to themselves, but it also would make them excellent thinkers because they tend to think things over two, three, four, even five times before they actually definitively decide what's the best thing to do. Whereas some people may not give much things thought, that's when they give things more thought than maybe need be or more evaluation than the average person does, and it can work to their advantage or disadvantage. But that's part of the no doubt. inferred doubt. inferred doubt doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. It could just be the time one takes to evaluate far more than others.
3: So no now, shout-out to the brother, Cosmo Physics. He said you got Sag in your seventh, which equals multiple wives.
0: Yeah, my dude, that
3: dude's a monster like this. <laughs> he Indeed. A nut. Um, He's a And one last question. Yeah, I just want to ask you, with your firm understanding of solar numerology, especially your own, did you do your chart for this year? Were you able to see these things that have arisen in your personal life? Were they in your chart? You know, were you able to prepare for them, or did they catch you off guard?
0: Ask me again, brother.
3: I said, were you able to see the things that have arisen this year, you know, in terms of the difficulties and and the other things that you were speaking of earlier on the show? Were these things in your chart? Were they specified in your chart for this particular solar year of yours? Did you see it in your chart? Did it catch you off guard?
0: Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. You know, I actually spoke to Simon about this early on in the year. You know, and I, I I told them this would be the time for me to dig deep within myself and go on a more creative journey, which is why I altered the manner in which I was doing things creatively and made the adjustment to start writing screenplays and working on comic books and taking on different types of writing endeavors to expand my consciousness. Uh, we can liken the situation to driving the car real fast, it is. we can actually approximate how much time it would take us to go from point A to point B. Granted, we, we drive at a steady pace, mile per hour, you know, uh, or when we are driving from New York to Georgia and we say to ourselves, well, if I can stay at a constant rate of 10 to 15 miles over the speed limit, then I know I can get to that place probably two hours earlier. However, it's not easy to calculate braking. We don't know exactly where the car is going to stop based on when we brake. We can brake hard, but we might hurt ourselves in the process of braking too hard. We can brake lighter, but then we may not know when exactly the car is going to stop. Or we may be going at a comfortable enough speed where we can almost we can contemplate where we want the car to stop based on the way we hit the brakes. But when you start going faster than average, it's very hard to anticipate the break. So that with that being said, as fast as life was uh taking us, there's times in our lives where we can clearly see where we're going and we have to go there nonetheless because it sufficed to you understand what I'm saying? So I won't say that I seen everything coming, but I can I can honestly say just dealing with nature I know some things would be inevitable. Like, I know, and we always knew, and I always expressed in our household, that the two people that's going to have a fallout inevitably because of their natures is going to be one of my daughters and her mother because, for one, they are very similar in ways they both would not want to admit. (laughs) and That's normally what gives birth to a lot of chaos any damn way. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? And then, for two, zodiacally, you know, uh, you know, that daughter in particular is February fourteenth. And uh she's amazing, you know, and she's very creative. She's also a number five. And fives can either be very silly, very clumsy, very diversified, very joking hey, like bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they can joke a lot and you know, if they <laughs> find themselves in the company of people who don't who are kinda uptight and oh I don't yeah. Mean this is more uh Uptight people or people that's a little bit uh, introverted or a little bit more closed or reserved tend to feel uncomfortable around a fire. Feel like pushing
3: years. them off the ledge.
0: Exactly. Like, I know you don't
3: even deserve to be here. Like move, get out.
0: You already know. You
3: feel so, you <laughs> feel very awkward towards now, the existence of that person. Like, are you living? Are you alive?
0: You, you testify. Like, you know. <laughs> You're speaking to the the five choir. So that being the case, you know, and then and then that particular wife uh, being a double density of two or double density of cancer, based on the way we do solar numerology, uh, that's also interesting because that's why we were, we had her doing more real estate than anything else because she's that cancer and that deals with domestication, you know, amongst other things, and of course, ruled by the moon. So because of her double density in in the moon, it gives her disposition where a person who's vibrating off of the Aquarius 5 energy uh, might see that Aquarius 5 will feel restricted or even imposed upon by the likes of someone who has a double lunar density, you know, Cancer 2. So, I mean, we can't, I wouldn't say we would actually predict how things was going to transpire, but what we do know
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that when things manifested, we weren't really in shock. It was just like, fuck, we seen this coming, and we knew we would have to press the brakes, and we would arrive at this point eventually. You get, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's that's right. how that was. And uh, it's just some things that you know is going to happen you don't want to go through. You know, women, uh, young girls know they're going to get their cycle. It's kind of foretold. It's going to happen. They know exactly around when it's going to happen. Then after a while, they know when it's going to come every month. And no matter what, despite they have a level of anticipation, they still have a level of frustration. You know, it's, it's, it's something that existed in human beings since time immemorial. And likewise with brothers, you know. We, we have those times in our life and going through puberty and everything like that, that. We're going to arrive at certain moments in our life where it's inevitable we're going to get there still, you're not shocked by it, but you still may uh, identify it as either a shortcoming or an inconvenience, but we still have to uh, exercise our right to grow. So, you know, like I said, nonetheless, what, what saves us as a family slash mini community slash small business is having the zodiacal knowledge because that's the practical means to which end we can really understand each other and better be able to communicate with each other. Rather than uh, hold each other accountable for who and what we already are. You know? So, I mean, there's some things we change to make concessions to other people's personalities. And there's, then there's just other things that you really shouldn't impel people to change because if you do, they'll be uncomfortable with themselves. And in turn, they'll offset something in the people around them to grow just as uncomfortable. It's all about filling it out.
3: Indeed. Indeed, brother. I want you to leave that information one more time because we do, yeah. like I said, we got a bunch of callers still in this queue.
0: Man. you. Right. more hands up. going
3: up. Yeah, so. We,
0: we're going to follow up on the part two, or maybe we can even do calls first next time I get on. Uh, maybe we do a Zodiacal joint. That would be cool. I think it would be fun if – uh maybe we can get a whole zodiacal squad on. I don't know how much times you did it or how much times you do it, but maybe we can get it, nah, you know. Say no more. Yeah, form.
3: We could do that Before. for the the quote-unquote oh, new year, this new fiscal year, so people oh, man,
1: be so high, right.
3: not start it, you know what I'm saying, without, uh, the, you know, the necessary direction because 2015 is going to be a major year and we need preparation, especially now. I want to reiterate you know, what the planets are saying about what's going on that we see on TV because these are planetary motions. People are getting emotional when there are explanations for what's taking place and there's a time and a place to act and there's a specific uh, protocol about how to act. And you can receive all of that from, you know, cosmophysics and solar numerology. So it's imperative that we consult with the advisors, you know what I'm saying? And that's who the astrologers always were, you know, especially during times of conflict. All right. So we absolutely have to uh commission that panel and um, you know, bring this information to the people who need it most. All right?
0: No doubt. I appreciate you. If my brother Ramses is still online, I'm here. I appreciate yeah. you, my brother. I'm I'm good you. On. He was always on time. Yeah. Uh baby, what you open that telephone? Uh Always on time. So thank y'all so much. I appreciate the time, the energy, the love. Uh, I'll definitely be back on deck. For the people that's listening, uh, this, like I said, this will not be the last time you hear from me in a long time. We're going to be very consistent from this point forward and building with the people and, and keeping in tune. Keep those dates locked. March 1st, 2015 in California, 5515 Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles. Keep that day locked. Going to be an amazing event. Dr. mys myself, myself, Ramsey Spartan, and we're going to be sending out a lot of promotional videos, a lot of cooking streams, demonstrations, workshops on how to mix the right herbs together. You're going to love it, and that's all going to be precursors to this event. And then also keep in mind February 8th. February 8th, we're going to have the great debate with uh, several like organizations and groups. And then it's going to be my team composed of New Covenant, the Amin Rod Squad, and Nile Valley Movement, featuring Casual, the Rap Guard, or the Magi, that's a uh, subsidiary to the Amin Rod Squad. We have Shaka Agmos, who is of the Nile Valley Movement. You have myself, that is of New Covenant, as the head of the Crown Illustrious Supreme Grant Perception Squad community. So, it's going to be an amazing situation, a great time to build, sift through any inconsistencies or shortcomings on either of the two sides, and then endeavor to produce more potent, codified doctrines on behalf of both parties. So, at least you're in good hands no matter who you decide to be with, which should be being a part of all in general.
3: The email, family,
0: youngphenom45 at gmail.com. And if you're interested in joining New Covenant, you go to newcovenant.com or newcovenantplus.com. N u hyphen n u hyphen c o b e n a n t plus p l u s dot com. You go to newcovenantplus.com. If you're interested in any of our services, programs, you want to catch us on the email right now. I'm on email. You can hit me at youngphenom45 at gmail.com. That's young y o u n g. Phenom, P-H-E-N-O-M, 45 at gmail.com. I've been in front of this email. My brother did not hit me uh, that said he wanted to connect. I've been talking to other people who took his advice, you know. So I'll check you. If I don't get your email, if you don't get an email response from me now, I will definitely get back at you after I come back from taking my daughter out. Peace.
3: All right. All right. Peace to the family. Peace to Ramsey's. All right. Indeed All right so We're going to catch up
4: y'all
3: Thank you So our listening audience We're going to call it a night Okay Definitely got a lot to do Got to prepare for the morning Then I will trip out to Philly All right If you're here in New York Like I said I uh, think we'd rather be in Brooklyn i will be in Philly um, mm-hmm. We also are going to be on the 24-hour Um, Queen of Four, uh, Solstice Fast, Telethon, Barathon type thing. So uh, I think I have the 8 o'clock slot. Erica Badu is on after me and Red is coming on after her. All right, so you want to check that out. Uh, We're going to be putting the postings up on the NotaLedge TV page on Facebook. I have them on my page as well. We look forward to seeing you there, family, peace, love, and light. Take care of yourself, be well. Keep a uh, very clear mind. Keep your eyes open. Keep your heart open even more so. All right. We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Peace.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.